Hey everybody, and welcome to Journey Through Gorilla Island. I'm your host, Zig, being joined by... Barry. Sarah. Emma. And today, we're going to be talking about the first ever All-Star Weekend, uh, which took place on April 1st and 2nd. 2005 and PWG are back in their new old home of the Jewish Community Center and as we have so much to get through we're jumping straight in with our opener for night one the debuting Davy Richards, Hook Bombry, Ronan and Top Gun Talwar against Los Luchas and Excalibur and Disco Machine SBS. So happy to see Davey finally show up in, in PWG. And even though he's a completely different wrestler now than he is then, I think he still has the same charms, which is a guy who seems to take himself as seriously as humanly possible. I, I feel like he is the same. just Or maybe just that he is, yeah, little baby Davey, and he has those same meathead qualities anyway. Before we get properly into the match, though, we have to address that there is a new commissioner. Yes, because Disco lost last week, or last week, last show, he is no longer commissioner. Even though he didn't even know he was commissioner. Uh, but he, he has been ousted from a job he didn't know he had. And so Calval is now the new commissioner. I mean, it, it's certainly uh, uh, an interesting development. Although in all, the, in all the drama on the last show when he lost his job, was it explained that she would... Yeah, I don't remember her being involved no, in any no. capacity. Was there some sort of board meeting or uh, some sort of election to select there must her? Have been, which, weirdly, Disco had no knowledge of since he should be on the board. But Yes. Maybe it was go. one of those things he had to be excluded just because, you know, there's too much at play here. And he's obviously going to be biased towards himself and he's not going to want someone else to replace him. Maybe that's why he didn't know. I think you're right, yeah. Yeah, a vote of confidence. Yeah, I think so. That's a real shame. The corporate world, shark eat shark. <laughs> also, Excalibur had a fantastic belch during this. Yeah. <laughs> not, sorry, not just one. There was several. <laughs> there was several burping going on. That's all I know. That's all I remember from the match was his burps. It was honestly the highlight for me. The camera work was really bad. It made me really dizzy. <laughs> it was all over the place. For for this whole show, I felt like it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was a show that was heavy with dives, which meant a load of chopping and changing. Proper Kevin Dunn cam. And all those dives were still, were still in this era of the lighting being very odd mm-hmm. on these shows. So guys are just diving into the abyss. You know what I mean? They just disappear into the darkness whenever they go over the top rope. Um, so yeah, you know the old PWG production values. Uh, I don't know if they. Well, I suppose they're probably better now. So maybe by the time we get to twenty fifty on this show, we'll see a we'll see a show that has like some decent camera and lighting. You know, they get an actual hard cam and stuff, don't they? So I suppose that's yeah, around twenty eight, yeah. uh, two thousand eight or something like that. I think yeah, we'll get there eventually. We also find out that Hook brought. Porn stars to the show and his mother. The more is revealed about this man, the more I feel him and Hook Taz's son are actually kindred spirits. We saw the video of uh, Hook in the strip club having the time of his life. 
I love that video so much. Oh my god, he looks borderline so overwhelmed. So maybe he took his name as a tribute to Hook Bomber. <laughs> maybe he is <laughs> his idol. He was watching his tapes. I would love the idea of Taz coming home with all these PWG DVDs. <laughs> Here you are, son. Now listen yeah. to that commentary as well. Yeah, it's like that, that fucking weirdo I work with gave me all these DVDs. Will you watch that? <laughs> How old was Hook when this show happened? Like two? Uh, no, yeah. he was a bit older than that. What? Is, he's 25, is he? Oh, is he? Oh, I thought he was younger than that. Okay. No, I, I thought he was around 23. You're like five. <laughs> the show oh, the mats on this show? Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to Google it right now. How old is Hook Taz's son? <laughs> Hook age. All right. He'll get the movie. <laughs> uh, he, is, he is 23. He was born in 1999. Uh, so, six. So he's six. Okay. There you go. So little little six year old little hook unwrapped a, a DVD under the Christmas tree, and there it was, All Star Weekend Night One. <laughs> well, the DVD probably came out like a year later, so That's true. Uh, okay. No, so he he opened up he opened up the the presents under the tree. And was it tickets? What? <laughs> <laughs> or maybe just a pre order slip. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dear. Um, I thought in general this match was it wasn't the level of your usual crazy opener we've seen over the past couple of months but it was still pretty fun I know I'm the, the high man on him but I thought Ronan was really good just killing people again yeah no I enjoyed it I enjoyed it you know thought Davey shined a lot but everyone it was it was one of those matches where everyone just kind of took turns shining and it was fun Disco got his nose split open yeah, it was Did nasty. He? Yeah, no, it was bleeding that. for like the last five minutes of the match, and then that you see yeah. on night two, he has bandage on his nose, and he talks about his broken nose. <laughs> Didn't even notice. Okay, the, the less like, observant of us. Well, I thought the lighting was terrible. But like his entire face is covered in blood. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see it that added at to all. the in, it added to the intensity of like the it yeah. I it's good. And who broke his nose, Davey? Oh, why would you assume it? Maybe it was your big, uh, bu- uh, you know, bl- bumbling Ronin fucking kneed <laughs> him in the face or something. No, I think it was one of... I think it was Zokre, maybe? Ah, that was my other guess. Well, I hope not. They're on the same team. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it was a like it was just a fumble. Oh, friendly fire. Yeah. Fucking um. Davey. Very defensive of Davy there, Barry. Mm-hmm. You know what is it? People, people are just constantly coming for Davy, and I'm just like, you know what? All he, all, his only ever crime was being a great wrestler, and and that one thief that one time. But other than that, he's only ever been a great wrestler. All right. All right. Well, a couple of years to hash this out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially in this promotion, he becomes fairly prominent fairly quick if if, my, if memory serves. But yeah, he won this match with a with a shooting star, didn't he? Yeah. So it's nice to see him get a bit of shine in his in his debut. Our second match is a Battle of the Chris's as Chris Hero takes on Chris Saban. This yeah, was, good. Uh, yeah, nice solid match <laughs> that you'd expect from the two of them. Don't think there was much really to to talk about. It was just grand. I was Saban. getting annoyed though. Sorry to say, I was getting annoyed. He corrects himself later. 
But in the match, Excalibur talks about how Chris Saban lost last month. And I was like, no, no. He won so he could be on All-Star Weekend, Excalibur. Oh, someone's laptop getting a little, little notification. Yes, sorry. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> I see. Continue your bit. Apologies. <laughs> My bit as as annoyed Saban fan was just I was like Excalibur, why didn't you check your notes? I know you yeah. checked after, but come on. Who are you? A host of this podcast? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't tell you who won last time, or I'd probably just make it up to at least go up and read and page match. <laughs> um, so Saban is unfortunately beaten. He taps out to the crevasse. Hangman's clutch, I guess, is is what it was. It was a very very Chris Hero move, yeah. And Disco called it something, and then Excalibur, shades of what he's still like today, called it its stupid fancy Chris Hero name. Yeah, <laughs> fucking inverted, fucking Hangman's fucking cravat. Uh, and knowing Hero, I I I I assume this was probably intentional because the entire match on night two, spoilers would be hero working the cravat for basically the entire thing so he was like getting it over on night one he had his weekend plan yes he was like, this is the weekend the cravat gets over <laughs> yeah. i liked it though because and i know i said we were gonna go fly through some of these matches but i liked that it was more so like saving kind of getting aggressive and not wanting hero to show off and just trying to like beat the shit out of him wrestling more of like a different style than we have seen from hero in the past because usually hero kind of takes control and it's very much so his match i like that it was different in that way seeing a different side of of hero that he can actually you know be the one like taking the beating for the match and then kind of come out at the end yeah yeah it was interesting they clearly have a plan for saving as well i hope so yeah, he, I mean, he's he's really impressed in such a short period of time, um, you know, and I think that would kind of be a hallmark of like PWG and like Dragon's booking style is a guy comes in and he impresses straight away and he's Dragon's like all in on a guy straight away if 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 he if he impresses early on. So, yeah, it's been fun to watch Saban come in and just immediately impress. So next up is a Commonwealth affair as Britain's Johnny Storm takes on Canada's Petey Williams. Colony versus the motherland, Excalibur said, I believe, which was which was pretty good. Excalibur has a very good grasp of uh, British imperialism and yeah. the geography around it. He got Ireland right. Yes. He um, got the UK right. Yeah. And anytime he's being ignorant, that's actually a bit. And even even in his more even in this early two thousands juvenile phase, the the signs are there that he knows what he's talking about. Yeah. Um, I, I will say they did play it a lot straighter this weekend, both of them. Definitely. Yes. Yeah. But we what we've talked about since this show began is always kind of, it's kind of the thing of when there's a match they are into or people they respect in the match, that's when they take it more seriously. And so they're doing their little jokes, but this is kind of, it's like, okay, we got a lot of outsiders coming in, like a lot of really good matches on paper. I think they kind of knew that like, this is going to be a, this is going to be a big one for us. So, you know, let's not, let's not, um, spend half of it farting into well they did that anyway but like, <laughs> metaphorically farting into the microphone well that's that's what the opener's for that's fine yeah with the title of all-star weekend you know that's gonna you know if anyone's kind of browsing a shelf in a shop you're like all-stars like you kind of right. just pick it up knowing that it's gonna be best of the best so um yeah 
So the main story around this match, there was two things. Excalibur fucking loves that Johnny Storm refers to women as fit birds. Uh, it was the same on his match tomorrow night as well. He thinks this is the best thing he's ever heard, and he alludes to it at least every minute of the match. Um, and the second one is that essentially this match was built around Petey Williams potentially hitting the Canadian Destroyer. I miss you, 2005. I miss Simpler this. times. Simpler times. I mean, it's because it's like, first of all, it's the most when he does do it over the course of the weekend. It is the most over thing in the entire world, which I, I'm sure we all remember with the first time we saw it and watching like TNA specifically back in the time. It was the craziest thing. But from like a psychological standpoint, it's so funny it, with 2022 eyes to see them um, uh, work around that tease. And always, oh, if he if he gets this, it's over. It's over. That's the end. Like, and it's just we're now living in the age where it's just. I mean, we're fucking sounding like a bunch of cornets here on this podcast right now. But it's it's true. It's just it is just a sort of spectacular. Um, uh, thing that is done for like a two count like 50% of the way through a match now. Think about like 10 years on and how many times like you'd see it you're like we're actually so numb to it now that the move doesn't register but I think like you could take that with any move that if you do it so many times it just becomes numb and I think even still like looking at PD like he is the best at it you know like he just hits it so well his still looks like it hurts. Yeah. A lot of them don't. A lot of them look like sunset flips nearly now. Like, and it's even become a bit now to go <laughs> completely down the Cornette hole as well. It's like it's become more of a spot for older wrestlers to do than it yes. seems. That's the last way it's like Penta doing it and stuff. It's just like, well, that Penta can do that. Yeah, grand. But it's like Dustin Rhodes doing it. It's like, oh my yeah. God, this old fella can do it now. <laughs> it's like, it's funny, but like kills it even further. Yeah, Buff Bagwell did it in one of his like AIW matches. Do you know what I mean? And look, yeah, I mean it got a pop, and that video went around and whatever. But yeah, it's just it is like something from an alien planet watching this match. Uh, um, in this day and age, yeah, it's just like it's it's so funny. And unfortunately, the crowd don't get it yet. As uh, Storm wins this one by uh, Hurricane Rana clutch pin blocking a top rope Canadian destroyer, which someone may have shoot called the police if he did that in 2005, because that would have been seen as like grievous mm-hmm. bodily harm in the eyes of those fans. But kind of like what we were talking about with Hero, it, it's nice that they kind of had the weekend plan, I think, and they made sure to not do it in this match, because you can savor that, get a little bit of heat out of that, and they're going to get it anyway later on. So it was a nice touch. You'd be pissed off, though, if you only had tickets for night one. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they did get one on night one. Oh. oh, he did a run in. That's right. Yeah, he, yeah, did, a run in. he does a run in later. We'll, we'll get to that. Don't you worry, Emma. Don't you what worry. What if you know you only had a tick for night one and you left early yeah, after if, that match because you didn't get your destroyer? What if I went to the bathroom during the arrogance match because I got sick of all the racism and then <laughs> Pete Williams comes out? That's, that's pretty much what I did. That's that rare, actually, yeah. But I do also love the idea of someone being so mad he didn't hit it that they left. But Emma, that's just heat, baby. <laughs> Sorry, I don't understand the nuances. That's fine. <laughs> Our next match had the Havana Pitbulls against Puma and Kendo Cashin 
Mm. Possibly the most random name to appear on these shows. So this show takes place the same weekend as Ring of Honor's Best of American Super Juniors, right. which, of course, Kendo Kashin as Dragon Soldier B has a legendary... Infamous. Infamous, yes. Infamous performance uh, where he wins the tournament and is pretty much hated by every single person <laughs> watching the show. So a lot of the Ring of Honor guys that are on this show aren't on tomorrow's. But thankfully they had like so many TNA guys as well. It didn't really make like like you said, Sarah, like All Star Weekend. It really was. Like this was a who's who of US Indies at the time. Oh, hundred percent. And I think like PWG nearly benefited from all the kind of the TNA people not being allowed to work Ring of Honor because like like it is an amazing card but think like if they weren't there if you didn't have like your Daniels your Sabins your um your your AJs for night two suck at the rest not that I I love them to bits but you know not really all star no no so not to derail this into you know a Ring of Honor podcast, but was it like did Gabe get cash in and the office basically told him okay, but he has to win? Was that the, the short version, or did Gabe just think he was class and so he booked him to win? He was the only real New Japan talent on in that tournament, so I'd say yeah, he was told he has to win because then the other finalist was was Black Tiger, which is which is Rocky Romero, right? Um, but they're <gasps> they're the two. Yeah, sorry. Oh, edit that. Edit that. I meant it's Eddie Guerrero. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I imagine, yeah, he was told that they have to be the fans. I I never understood the Dragon Soldier B thing. No. Because that's the only time he is Dragon Soldier B, isn't it? I have no idea. It's funny, Uh like, actually, I was reading Samoa Joe's live journal just because I wanted to see if he mentioned anything about this weekend. And around the time of these shows, he basically talks about New Japan not wanting to bring him in because he has the stink of zero one on him. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he talks about just kind of how sad he is about it and how he's kind of like at a crossroads in his career. And that like he doesn't hold it against New Japan, but I was just a bit like, oh, Jesus. Wow. Yeah. So that's like, yeah, a, a fallout from Hashimoto leaving and founding Zero One, I guess. There's still bad blood about it. That looks to be, yeah. Even though he was in the dojo, like the New Japan dojo in LA, which is, I don't know. Yeah, that's true, actually, yeah. Very strange. God. Noah should have gotten in early on him. Oh, Imagine yeah. him in 2005, Noah. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Anyway, the match. It was all right. <laughs> Cashin, who absolutely steamrolled and derailed this match and just did whatever he wanted to do. He made Puma, his partner, look like an absolute young boy and scrubber. Uh, <laughs> he just tagged in when he wanted. He let Puma get the heat. And not in a, like, a, <laughs> a, you know, I'm going to tag it and save it. It's, I don't want to do that work. Yeah. Um, so good. There's one point where he just shouts at people, come over here, come over here, and just tags himself in. It was amazing. And also, he he was introduced as Cashian and then asked to be reintroduced as Dragon Soldier B as well, 
What yeah. is the deal with this name? I don't get the significance. Like, oh, what a man. Yeah, I just I just very quickly got up his cage match there. It's the only time he was ever Dragon Soldier B was that Ring of Honor tournament. I also looked up this is weird. I also looked up his cage match after watching this match just to see what his rating was, and it made sense. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so like he's he's currently a Noah now, obviously, because he's fifty. <laughs> Because he's 50 and likes going into business for himself, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, all his matches are just as weird there as well, still. Sorry, no, the weirdest thing was him being signed as a performance center coach. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my oh. God. Yeah. For like five months. <laughs> yes, I forgot that. He was, yeah, he was brought on and then released like five months later. Because everyone was like, oh, brother, this guy stinks. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah, like it was obviously a hangover from NXT Japan that he was going to yeah. do that. After they did it because it was him and Hideki, wasn't it? Yeah. And, Who's and still there? Is he? Is he still there? No, no, no. He's he's he's, he's also in Noah. Okay. Yeah. Funnily enough, Jesus, I'm surprised no Sour didn't get an L NXT call. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's why he's retiring. Right. Oh. Yeah. Oh, God. Because he seems the type of character that would absolutely sell the scene out to get a job at WWE. Yeah, yeah. So we'll 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 bookmark this audio if that happens, and we can gloat about it in a few months. Absolutely. So, anyone else have anything to say on this this mm-hmm. match from Kendo or um, Puma? No. Nah. Rocky pushes Cashin into Puma, and then rolls him up and pins him. With a bridging O'Connor roll, and I guess Dragon Soldier B gets his revenge in the finals the next night. So, yeah, there you go. Our next match is the debuting James Gibson against Brian Danielson. James Gibson sporting some lovely Confederate flag jocks, <laughs> channeling his Chris Hamrick. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. Which is funny because he didn't like. I was I was going to say channeling his WWE character, but he didn't even have those in WWE, which is really funny. Um, yeah, yeah, it was just very much implied. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, they did everything but have him wear it. But yeah, yeah. Um, this is baldy black trunks Danielson, um, beardy mean guy Danielson. Wasn't James Gibson stabbed? Yes, yes, he was. Mm. He uh, was he tried to break up a mugging and got stabbed. Yeah, in his trailer park or something. That, Wait, what? Correct. This is only a couple yeah. of years ago. Yeah, yeah, what? that is true. Yeah, yeah, he got stabbed trying to break up a fight or a mugging or something. That's all I thought about during the match. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking about the. I was just thinking about their Ring of Honor title uh, uh, match. <laughs> yeah, it, it is funny that they they had this match, and obviously later in the year. They're, they're going to have the big match where Danielson has his crowning moment. Mm. I, thought, I thought the match itself was, was really good. How was it not going to be? Yeah, Gibson's like selling was great because like we're obviously in just like real mean guy Danielson territory here. So so I thought Gibson played his role super super well. Um, no, it was fantastic. Got a, uh, a, a incredibly long airplane spin spot which I enjoyed. I'm not sure if we've seen Danielson. Do- have we seen that before on PWG? Yeah, 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 he has, okay. he has, because he lost Wait, to Joe trying to do it. Joe, that was it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, it was great, and uh, even 
Gibson's selling of it was just fantastic because, like, obviously he was the wacky Jamie Noble and stuff. So for the airplane spin, you know, he he ate that up. He was he was great for that as well. And like he tried to get Danielson in a small package off it and stuff. It was it was so smart. Like at the end of the show, I know Gibson cuts a promo saying like he's the best wrestler in the world. And like I don't, I'm not going that far, but like did that 2005 run was so good. It was a real shame how he. So like I get why he went back. Like yeah. obviously it's it's a limited lifespan doing that sort of stuff. But it was also it also seemed like a shame at the time because he could have been a Danielson level guy as well, where he was just king of the Indies. He's super, he's super underrated because you've like the, this and the ROH running like all the cruiserweight stuff in WWE before this was all great great character work some proper bangers on Smackdown like he is he is really fantastic it's fitting that we're actually doing this now because I think they just announced like last week he's having a comeback match on a house show some WWE house show he's doing a match oh, um, and, and I think he's billing it as his like last match um, so that's you know come full circle but yeah no he was he was great here and I think he is really properly underrated it's nice that he gets that. Sorry. Yeah, definitely. That is cool. Because I was looking at his cage match as well. Just to see how many times these two have faced. And they did have a match in 2017 on a house show, which I thought was really cool. Lovely. I do wonder um, how different it would have been. Even if he just stayed on the indies, even like for another year, the shape of it. Because it is rare, really, that like ring of honor put the title on him like that like straight away you know for mm-hmm. such a short time span considering how gabe's mind works well definitely how yeah, it works especially then. that era of ring of honor like everything every built. champion was nearly built to for a year yeah exactly so like they clearly like any company he was in and clearly in pwg as well if they could use him they were gonna run with him and run with him as like the top guy and I think that's just a testament to him, and I yeah I I know like like you said Zig, I understand why he went back, but God, I wish he didn't. Mm. He's also one of those wrestlers that I wish that WCW stayed alive for. Yeah, um, do you know there's some of these guys that I think just would have been better there in their wrestling product. I know he was there, but I mean if they if they survived and he got to be James Gibson there, hundred percent. Yeah. Did he, ever, he never had a TNA run, did he? I don't think so. I don't no. think so, actually. That's that's strange. But like, but like we were saying, I suppose. Look, he went back to WWE, and that was yeah. Very, he transitioned to backstage pretty much straight away. Very yeah, yeah. So uh, I think he probably would have had a well. I mean, he would have had the same run a lot of other people his stature had, which is like a, a fun X division run that probably would have run out of steam like everyone else's did, you know. But yeah, interesting to think about a little fork in yeah. the road there. He had a good pure title match with Joe, but I'd like to see him have a TNA match with Joe. Yes, yeah, that would have been very good. One one other thing I noticed is that this crowd are here for wrestling. Yes, yeah, they're loving it. It's also the biggest crowd I think they've ever done. It definitely looks it. Seemed it sounded like it as well. Seemed like it. Yeah, it was kind of we're getting into that kind of this. I I feel like not to just get ahead of ourselves to our our kind of general like conclusions on the weekend, but this kind of feels like a real turning point weekend. We've we've talked a lot in the last few episodes about how oh you know we're kind of, we're getting into the good stuff now. We're getting into good stuff. The the crap is getting less and less, and then the crap was like basically non-existent on this show. And it's like it was good show, big names, big crowd, loud crowd, and uh, one consistent thread from the very beginning is that when people go out there and try and do a straight 
wrestling wrestling match. That crowd does not want it. And I think this match, and I think also the, the Daniels match on night two with Hero, that was the type of match that maybe a couple of months ago would have got no reaction or, or, or you know, very limited reaction because the audience was still still not on board with it. But I feel like we're kind of now finally at the stage where they're accepting it. And it helps also that the guys doing it are really good at it. Do you know what I mean? That's, yeah. that's also a key, a key factor in it. Right. <laughs> Let's get Steve Carino back. Carino, okay. your finally the crowd is ready. Well, he's look. He's it's, he said it's not the last we've seen of him. Okay, bring bring back every guy who said it's not the last you've seen of me and PWG. Uh, you could do a whole weekend with those guys. <laughs> That's quite all star yeah. weekend. No star weekend. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we need. Like Steve Carino's an ECW World Champion and stuff. <laughs> WWE Champion zero one. I just like to rag on him. It's funny. It is. No, it absolutely funny. is. Gibson actually takes this match after a brief pitting sequence between the two of them. He gets the better of Danielson. Our next match is Scorpio Sky, Quicksilver, and Frankie Kazarian, who actually last show wasn't his send off. This weekend is his send off. And happily, he gets a much better send off than mm. we thought he got. Yes, um, but it's not this match because he's facing arrogance and Joey Ryan. There was a horrendous opening segment, as there usually is when Chris Bosch is on the mic. I think this one might be might have been the worst that we've heard so far. Yeah, is there a like? Is there a thing we've? There's a lot of in our time doing this show. You kind we've uncovered a couple of little gems, and we've had our little favorites here and there that have cropped up. But is there anything that was previously revered that has not held up well in the light of day to the degree of of Chris Bosch's routine? And I'm not even just saying this on a on a damn that's problematic with 2022 eyes face. It's it's all just painfully unfunny, and it's so fucking long every fucking time. It's like like six or seven minutes. It feels like straight of just the one joke, and man, it just goes and goes and goes and goes. Um. And and that's the case here. He gets into it with the guy from a couple of shows ago. It wasn't the last one, I don't think, but the 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 guy he did the post, the very cringe, very awkward post show promo with. He's back and Oh well, no, it was last show. It was. Was it the last one? Okay, yeah. yeah. The shoot interview. The oh dear yeah. me. And it's just it takes up so much time and it's 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 pretty brutal. It's pretty brutal. Like if I was to watch this not for the podcast. Like it'd be like skip, skip, skip. Like I would literally just, and like you said, Barry, I had so much love for Chris Bosch before I went back and watched all the old stuff, because that's the thing. I it like anything, like any product, the stuff that gets talked about is always going to be the good stuff, and all the bad stuff's forgotten about. So us going back, we're seeing the real highs and the real, real lows of PWG. Yeah, it was yeah, just not good, not good, very uncomfortable. And then the match started, and Excalibur very rightly points out, um, I guess that like Scorpio, Quicksilver, and Kazarian were playing cards or something while they waited. I don't know why they just let this happen and just didn't attack them. Like, yeah, yeah that's <laughs> they just stood there. It was pretty shitty. So Kaz gets the win by pinning Bosch after hitting a double wave of the future on himself and Scott Lost, which then makes him number one contender for the 
the tag titles. Yeah. Um, we will get to that tomorrow night. Then post-match, Arrogance and Joey Ryan attack them. They're saved by uh, the TNA boys. And we finally get to see a Canadian destroyer as Petey Williams lays out Joey Ryan with it. Beautiful. And the crowd goes home happy. Absolutely. Except that one Fine. guy who left. <laughs> so speaking of TNA boys, the next match is an X Division title match. As recently crowned champion Christopher Daniels defends against TNA's ousted son, Alex Shelley. I really like Shelley's shorts here. I felt like this is the start of cool Alex Shelley. They're like black with yellow text on them. Yeah, yeah. Like the only thing that needed work was, I think, the facial hair and and the hair. But he's it it he's definitely on the right track here. Yeah, just waiting for that little Nelly black uh, <laughs> plaster on his on his cheek. Hell yes. That was very handy when I dressed up as Alex Shelley for Halloween because I'm like, if I just do this and do a little something with my hair, everyone knows who I am. <laughs> yeah, Maybe. everyone knows Alex Shelley. Everyone knows. Everyone, everyone knows. knows who I am. Look, when Sarah, I... Sarah's come as Nelly again. What is going on? <laughs> Look, At least she didn't black up this time. Oh, oh, no! No! <laughs> knew the Motor City Machine Guns because I would not stop talking about them. Everyone knew Alex. <laughs> Everyone knew Alex knew. Shelley. <laughs> Everyone knew. Oh my god. I've never dressed up as a wrestler. I did think about dressing as Joe once, but I, I was like, no one will get that. Have you, Barry? I, I've thought about John Cena multiple times just because it's very easy. It's just like jean shorts, shirt, and it's one of the rare wrestling ones. Where it's like, all right, I don't have to explain this. Everyone knows who fucking John Cena is. But no, I never, never bothers. No. Um, yeah. Also, the other the other reason I was I was thinking about Cena was also I don't have to take my top off. I can wear the big obnoxious shirt and not have to get the belly out. But you know, that's that's why I went with Joe. Is like, well, that that's a body type I can do. <laughs> get the, get one of his classic TNA like those shell and uh, chains he used to wear. Yeah. Yeah. Towel with a bit of blood on it. Oh, I really did think about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what about you, Emma? When I was a kid, I wanted to be the ultimate warrior, but um, my mum wouldn't let me because she said it was a, it, that was a man and he wasn't scary, so she, I wouldn't be able to dress up as him. And Little I'm did she know. Oh, yeah, I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, he was a very scary man. You were like, you don't think he's scary? Get a load of this video that I just found online. <laughs> She's a Halloween purist. She thinks that you can only dress up as a witch or a vampire or something spooky. I can respect that. Yeah, I I like that. Yeah, yeah. Excalibur worries that Daniels is going to get an advantage in this match because he feels Knox is on his side because they're both bald. (laughs) Fair. I think. I think that's a concern. There is a little secret link between bald men. They have a. A kinship. Genealogically, you mean, or or like, you know, psychically? Psychically, psychically. Okay. I thought this was a lot better showing from Alex Shelley than last time. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, it was, because it was a Daniels match, and it wasn't Shelley trying to show off. (laughs) (laughs) It was good. I liked it. Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. Daniels took the lead, but, you know, Shelley went along with it. And it was, and, and it'll be the same tomorrow. Like, it, mm. Daniels is just, he is the pro who comes in. I love how he treats PWG like a regional promotion. <laughs> he comes yeah. in as if it's, you know, 50 people down in Arkansas or something. Gives them the same match, gives them the same yeah. post-match speech. And fair play to him. I mean, that's why he's still going today. Yeah. Exactly. And, like, to be fair to Shetty, it would have been bad if he tried to come in and do all that stuff when Chris Hero's on the same card as well. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Daniels pinned Shelley, um after, you know, a spirited match. Same sort of stuff we've come to expect from Daniels' matches. And then he takes the mic, but we don't hear this as the audio cuts out. Yeah, what was up with that? They, like, I, I thought that was going to be corrected after about two seconds, and yeah. it wasn't. And I'm like, okay, they must have seen this before they released it. Surely you would just cut the whole mm. thing rather than leaving two minutes of silent video on the thing. Like, were they new jacking it or something? It was music playing, like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you think it's, it's... Well, maybe it doesn't. Maybe it came out to personal Jesus. Because I was going to say, if it's TNA music, surely that would be fine. But yeah, maybe he, maybe the music was playing in the background. That's good shows. Because yeah, they why, just played it. Why would they cut this out but leave Bosch's stuff in? That's what really pissed me <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Chris Hero comes out and assume I assume he challenges him. Well, we find out he did challenge him for the X Division title for night two. So yeah, fun silent movie. <laughs> Just, yeah, Daniels just speaks and then just like white text on a black background comes up and says, Say, I feel like defending my title tomorrow. <laughs> I'll see you that off and I'll raise you, buddy. That would actually have been a great bit. <laughs> yeah. Trouble in the Jewish Community Center, night two. <laughs> so, our semi main event is a number one contendership match for the PWG Championship. It's AJ Styles against Samoa Joe. Neither man so far has ever been pinned in PWG, which I thought was a very interesting tidbit that I hadn't even copped. It was diluted a bit, and like I was actually not aware, like yourself, uh, Excalibur explains that Joe's been counted out like twice, I think. And I was like, oh, that's why nobody thinks of this great undefeated PWG run of, of Joe. It's because you did like two like shitty count outs. Yeah. <laughs> One of them was like immediately when he debuted as well. So it was like, so it didn't quite have the pop. But I appreciate that, the, that Excalibur at least said it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because not only that, like, you know, AJ lost on the last show, but it was a four way and he wasn't pinned. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I love this match. I thought it was incredible. It's one that I actually forgot about when you think of like AJ and Joe matches. It's not one like you hear about because it's not one that I remember. But yeah, no, I loved it. It was, I mean, very 2005 AJ and Joe, which is class. Like I would say it's Joe at its peak. I wouldn't argue with you if you said it's AJ at his peak too, but I'm not sure... If it is, but it's 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 damn near good. Like AJ is was an incredible wrestler. Like definitely one of the top five of his his generation. Totally. Like and at this point, I would say every bit as good as Danielson. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think maybe why this match is a little bit underrated is because obviously they were having a very high profile series in TNA at the time. So yeah. obviously it's TNA exposure versus this. But I liked that, like, again, you know, like I suppose we mentioned it a few times, it seems to be a little bit of really kind of thoughtful booking on this show. Like AJ doesn't just win, but like for the opening couple of minutes, he's like throwing Joe around. It's like really like, okay, no, AJ has been like put over, really being put over in anticipation of the title match. And I thought that was a really nice touch. Because obviously, like at some stage, yeah. Joe fires up and he does his fucking classic Joe stuff and he's slapping the hell out of AJ. But they really came out of the blocks like AJ's taking it to this guy in a way like in 2005 people generally didn't do. You know, comms, uh, comms did a great job of that as well really picking that up like Scott being like oh holy Jesus like what AJ's throwing this man around like it's nothing like that he was even shocked that this is actually happening in like before his very eyes I think AJ's one of those really underrated physical wrestlers like when he has a reason to be like he is so good at that um, I remember there's one that always stuck with me like in Ring of Honor, where he had a grudge match with uh, Jimmy Rave. Mm. And it was one of those ones that I've been watching so much WWE, like all the big grudge matches always started with a lockup still. Um, but he just charged him down, speared him into the corner and just started wellying him. It was like, oh my God, this is the greatest thing ever. Like he's so good at that sort of stuff of just laying it in when he needs to and making it look like, you know, he is pissed and it was the same at the start of this like he had to get out of the blocks quickly and he was decimating joe it was so good yes the the peak of aj's physicality has been the torture rack blue thunderbomb that he did yeah that was absolutely crazy like he is he's also one of those underrated strength guys like roddy or claudia or something like that like he is insanely strong for his size yeah yeah he was in i think he was in like he was the Guy in the best shape on this show and most shows of this era that he was on. I mean, he was just like so cut. He does big, massive traps. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, Sarah. I'm sorry, Gareth Kidney, if you're listening. Like, it's such a shame he was in TNA for most of his career. <laughs> oh no, no, don't. No, I like not to go on a tirade, but like they like TNA did such a good job with AJ for like I'd say up until. I'm going to give them till 2006. But mm. then then we had this stupid thing with Christian Cage and Tomko. Yeah. And he was like Cage. yeah, and he was like the stupid dumb southern guy. Yeah. And it was like yeah. what is this? Like it was so bad. And that's when I properly started watching as well as when he so like it was only then when I went back. I was like holy shit, AJ Styles is so good. Why is he playing this stupid, dumb character? And then he didn't win the title again until like 2009. Then he had all that, fl the flair shite as well. Yeah, no. Okay, actually, no, Zig, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you're big, right. The big gap was mental. Like how long between his two title wins. And like even then, he only had I think like another one or two more, didn't he? Like, yeah, like he never got the ball the way he should have. Like that company no. should have been built around him. Yeah, they act like they did. Like when they talk about AJ now and how TNA and AJ are kind of always linked because he was the poster boy, but he wasn't really the poster boy. They just act like he was. But when you go back and look, it's like not, nah, not really. Like, 
Um, and like it's even worse when you know national them come in again, and he's 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 not even third in a group now. He's relegated down to fifth and stuff. Even after all this, he's still considered their guy because everyone still knew he was the best wrestler on that roster for that whole time. They just never went with it themselves. Like, and I remember being quite not not gutted, but I remember when he was like, "Okay, no, I'm done with TNA," and they're like, "Oh, that's really sad that he's leaving." But then. Obviously, we know now what he would go on to do in like New Japan and stuff. You're like, imagine if he left like a few years earlier, just a few years earlier. Yeah, because like New Japan gave him the title his first night, WWE gave him the title six months in. Like, mm. you know, they saw it. Like, when WWE see it, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they really, they really gave him a great first year. They really did. They did. You can't take that from them. That debut well, and Roman, people, the, the listeners can't see me, but and he was like, oh, I have yeah, oh, yeah. the rumble. I only rewatched that recently. And you're like, that was cool. You know, like yeah. that AJ's debut was so good. Like the only negative of that run was uh, <laughs> when Jericho Pollock ticked his way into beating him at Mania. They're uh, a good pal. So, yeah, so AJ wins this with a Styles Clash. Uh, and he will go on to face the winner of our main event tomorrow night, which brings us nicely to a PWG Championship three-way match. Kevin Steen versus El Generico versus Super Dragon. I think this is three podcast faves, and they they did a lot of their stuff, and it was mostly fine, but I thought this was kind of just a three-way. You know what I mean? It was just, it was just one of those. I, I Yeah, I actually thought it was like even a... Bad three-way. Right. I thought it was quite reductive. And especially for these guys, I was really surprised at how the whole match is one out, two in. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's not yeah. even yeah. three way spots at all. It's just all someone gets knocked out, the two have a singles match, someone else gets knocked out. I, I was surprised at how lazy it was. Yeah. It's kind of unfortunate that this came after AJ and Joe. Yeah. Mm. Mm. If this was a few months ago, it wouldn't have. And we might, if it was Kaz, yeah. it definitely wouldn't have made an end of the show. <laughs> yeah. Would have been second match, probably, or something. Yeah. Or even Dragon, like, he hasn't main evented many title matches, actually. Um, so I guess it's nice that they see Steen and Generico on that level. Yeah, that it should be the main event. Yeah. Like, like it was nice to get this, like, and I, I liked the action that was in the ring. You know, when it was, like, I, I liked the fire between, like, Dragon and Steen and then obviously, you know, Steen and, and Generico. But, it yeah, like, for a three-way match, yeah, it just wasn't. And, like, you always knew that Dragon was winning. You know what I mean? I never right. felt like he was at threat of losing. No, no, I agree. Even though Excalibur did mention the champion's disadvantage. Yeah. Oh, yes, which everyone loves and believes in, you know. Three ways are not good matches. But as three ways go, I thought it was okay. I think it built, it's building Steen really well. I, I think Steen, yeah, I think that's definitely true. And I think Excalibur, Excalibur El Generico's a great baby face in peril for Dragon as well. Like, And it's like you said, Sarah, the singles match parts were good. <laughs> it just wasn't connected very well. Yeah. We did yeah. get a WXW mention, though. So earlier in the year at Back to the Roots 4, Super Dragon 
and Generico were over in WXW, which is a promotion in Germany that all four of us have frequented over the years. So Dragon had a title. He defended his title all weekend. They had a, a title match tournament where everyone had to win a qualifier to get into the final. So Super Dragon and El Generico faced off in a qualifier, which was also a PWG championship match, which Dragon obviously won. And then he defeated M-Dog 20. Oh, love. And uh, Steve Douglas, who is a former two-time WXW champion, but I don't know who that is. Um, it, Dragon obviously won as soon as he came back with the belt. Imagine having Steve Douglas here in that three-way, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but it, it is interesting because that's obviously the start of the the WXW relationship, which does come into play yeah. next year, I think it is. I think, I think yeah. first year of vacation, yeah. Imagine so if we had that now, huh? Oh, stop. That'd be so good. Book my flights right now for Carrot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, Davey's going to be there. That's true. There's a point where uh, Elgin Erko hits the, the turnbuckle exploder and Excalibur goes, shades of Mr. Excitement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think he was the reference point for that. <laughs> oh, he's being done in Tijuana. I'm going to start using that now when anyone hits that. <laughs> it gets a bit more lively towards the end. They start uh, doing dives and stuff like that. Generico hits the turnbuckle brainbuster, which is always great to see. And Dragon is sort of the perfect guy to take it because of how little he cares about his head and neck health. <laughs> Dragon then hits a tope through the turnbuckles, which is always cool to see. Yeah, one thing we haven't seen yet, speaking of moves that we that you might want to see, is the turnbuckle DDT that Generico does. Yes. Mm. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But that only comes out very special occasions. Yes, he's, he really saves that. When Dragon does a tope outside, that takes, off, takes Steen out of the equation. He comes back into the ring, curb stomps Generico, it's a vicious lariat, and Psycho drivers him for the win. Was that right? Yeah. AJ then comes out and uh, intimates that he's going to win the belt. Yeah, says something topless with his jeans on, which is a good yeah. look. Real country boy look. <laughs> yeah. I will say that I think this is the best show that we've seen so far. I think top to bottom, it was it was definitely the best. I don't think any other one actually comes close. No. Uh, everything was good to great. Star quality, yeah. match quality. Okay, the only thing that that's down is some of the maybe the, 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 the mic work, but I think in terms of, yeah, wrestling, 100% agreed. Yeah, I don't think we've had any show without any of that, so <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll have to discount that or I don't know. Yeah, no, it was a really good watch. Um, I think. The highlight obviously was AJ and Joe. Like that's a match that like that's one if we were there live, we'd be talking about for months afterwards about how good it was. You know, that alone would make you buy the DVD and would make you actually go back to PWG. Um it was just unreal. But the undercard as well was one of those things, oh yeah, that was actually really good. Like you're not just kind of sitting around waiting for the main event. No, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, no, really consistent. I think even the low points were, were perfectly good. Like, obviously, we were talking about maybe not the most thrilling uh, three-way uh, structure on the main event, but, like, the action was there. It was good. It was three talented wrestlers. 
you know, um, same with, you know, the, the, the X division title match was not the most, it was not, a, you know, a barnstormer, but it was really solid, really entertaining. And I think, yeah, really, really consistent and, and fun. And I think this is a uh, easily the best show we've seen so far. As is tradition, we had our post-show promos as well. First up was Johnny Storm. Who wants to take us through this one? Hello, mate. I'm the Wonder Kid, Johnny Storm. And I'm great. <laughs> the end. <laughs> that was pretty much it, yeah. <laughs> and he's, the, he's the second best thing going after PWG. <laughs> Everyone has to suck up the PWG when they do one of these promos. Excalibur's behind the fucking camera with the gun being like... <laughs> yeah. Just, you better mention us how good we are. Yeah, I thought it was very funny. Very CBeebies or something. Um, he was so animated and over the top. Like, it was everyone's, you know... I'm a great wrestler. I've I've come here to fight in, in PWG and look I I won tonight. I'm 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 great. Um but he just because of his accent and Excalibur does nail it on commentary. Like we have to yeah. give him credit there. Like it was just so yeah, animated. <laughs> so it was by far the best of all the generic promos we've gotten. Speaking of, we get another one as uh, James Gibson cuts his first time in PWG promo. Yeah. Talking about how everyone underestimates him um, and he has a lot to prove, but he says he's the best wrestler on the planet today. The usual stuff, but yeah, it was fine. It was, it was fine. all right. It was all right. Uh, following on from that, it was Brian Danielson. Barry, why don't you talk us through this one? Uh, I don't have many notes on it. I, I think he just said, oh, James Gibson, you're pretty good. That was It was about a 10-second thing, wasn't it? Yes, and people are screaming in the background. Yes, it's like, I don't know, I think this is the locker room I guess he was in, and you couldn't really make it out, but thankfully there was not much of substance here. So Then there's like a 30-second clip of Los Luchas rowing uh, with no context to it whatsoever. Was that I thought that was Puma Cash- and Cashin. Yeah, yeah, that was TJ and Cashin. Ah, okay, that makes a lot more sense. But you can be you can be forgiven because this is the the classic PWG promo portion where everything's in the dark, baby. I can't tell what's happening. Who the <laughs> fuck am I looking at right now? Exactly. Yeah, there are just two masked men rowing. Two, two masked men, like with a door behind them that ha- does have light coming out of it, but that actually makes it harder to see them. Yeah, yeah. Great yeah. stuff. <laughs> Next up, we have Kazarian. Emma, do you feel up to talk us through this one? <clears throat> sure. He has his hair down, which is just weird. I thought it was... F- I don't really know what he said, but I just noted that he said use, which I thought was cute. <laughs> I have that written too! <laughs> and he did his promo, or whatever it was supposed to be, in such a way that it just reminded me of, you know, that clip of George Bush where he's like, fool me once, you know, Shame on you. Fool me twice. You won't fool me again. Yeah. He just completely yeah. fucked it up. And that's kind of what I was, the energy I was getting from him. Absolutely. Like he was trying to say, because he was a heel, that like, of if I can change and the crowd can change, anyone in the world can change. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a coke ad or something. It was so <laughs> fucking weird. Yeah. And he just absolutely didn't nail it. And was the end meant to be a Rocky reference? Being like, am I a kid who's meant to be asleep at home? 
to the way Rocky goes on. Yeah. In his, oh, in his... that's yeah. I I completely didn't get that. Um, oh, like no, because it was terrible. But I was just like, surely he's not trying to do Rocky Balboa here. Clearly, he was. Yeah, he he must think he's the one man who's as cool as him. Frankie Balboa. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Next, we had Petey. This was filmed before his run in, but after his match, because he said, you know, Storm beating him was an upset because he didn't get to hit the Canadian destroyer, but. He has a feeling that someone's getting Canadian destroyed tonight. It's and always funny when they put these things in at the end of the show, but they're obviously taped before whatever happened. It's like, did you think this was so must-have that you had to put it in? Clearly they did. It's like, but not enough to edit it into the show. No, no, that's too much work. Um, so our final promo is AJ Styles. Sarah, do you want to take us through this one? I mean, he's just like... He's like, I'm no punk. Yeah, obviously he does the punk. <laughs> you think I'm a punk, Super Dragon? And then he talks about how, um, you know, you're from Japan. Are you even from there? I'm like, no. When yeah, I didn't know that was part of the dragon lore. I didn't know that was meant to be a thing. And he's like, I'm not. I'm, what is it? Did he say I'm like, I'm not a mean guy. I'm a confident guy. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then he... He walks off, and then I always remember this promo. And Kev and Kevin Steen walks into shot. See, and he's like, "See, AJ's right." And then AJ has his little moment of a a nice little slur. Yeah, and you know, Kevin talks about how AJ's his friend. Kevin hates Super Dragon, which is well established by now. Then he steps in shit and piss and drinks some piss. <laughs> And that's yeah. the end. That that's definitely one of the infamous promos. I, I, I yeah, um, yeah. The bit where AJ tells him to shut up. I think everyone knows that line. And then when Steen drinks the bottle and spits out, and goes, "That's piss too." It is funny. The piss, sorry, yeah, the, piss. The, piss, piss, the piss, the piss, the piss, the piss part. The piss part, the piss part is always part. funny. So yeah, that that uh, wraps up night one be back in a second with night two. And welcome back for night two of All-Star Weekend. Now, you might have noticed that one of us was a little bit absent <laughs> um, on night one. <laughs> Emma was... was Stricken down on the day of recording. So now we're a few days later for our, our second go at this. How are you feeling now, Emma? I'm feeling a bit better. Apologies <laughs> mostly to my hosts for um letting them down. But no. I got very sick. Absolutely. And just not. stopped talking. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. See, I thought we were going to kayfabe it and say halfway through the show she got booked for the best of the American Super Juniors. Yeah. Uh, her, she, she's uh, 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 fucking... Dragon Soldier G. Soldier G. Or Dragon Soldier G. Yeah, there Ooh, you go. Yeah. Please change your oh. name to that. <laughs> okay, let's go. Let's okay. go. Nice two. As we mentioned earlier, the 
Ring of Honor regulars aren't here this night uh, as they're at the best of American Super Juniors. So this is a bit more of a PWG card, a bit more of what we've been used to over the past year or so. So our opening contest is Puma versus Ronan versus Davey Richards versus Ricky Reyes in a four-way elimination match, which I thought was a tag match when it first started. Me too. Same, actually. Yeah. And then Davey eliminates Ronan in like 30 seconds, and I'm like, oh, no, this is still going. Yeah, they didn't explain it very well, did they? Yeah, and I felt sad for Ronan, because that like two and a half minutes he had, he did really well. Yeah, I I love Ronan. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. He's had a good weekend. Yep. I, th- I think this whole match lasted about six minutes in general anyway. Yeah, very, very odd. Like, don't know why these four were having a match. Don't know why it was elimination. When you're going to do a six-minute match, like, well, just save two lads having to take a fall and just have one person get pinned. I I, I don't really get, I didn't really get that. But yeah, it was all right, you know. And I felt it was so short that no one really got to shine either. Like, um, we didn't see much of Davey at all in this. Um, no. He did his shooting stars press and missed, which obviously became his calling card after a while. But um, that that was about it. Um, mm. After he missed it, Puma got him in a submission. He tapped out, and then not long after, Reyes gets Puma up for a brainbuster and pins him. And and to your point, I don't feel like I took much from Reyes winning either. It's not like oh, okay, big moment for for him. Just it was just he was the name that came out of the hat. It felt like. And look what's yeah, look what's the crack of Puma again? I was just about to say he was on such a hot tear. And the fact that Calm's big him up on, you know, being like, oh, he just did this great tour in Japan, Renew Japan, talking about how good he is, but you're putting him in the opener and losing. Like, what? They, yeah, we've completely lost that whole the dojo bros and stuff like that. Okay, I know we're well off the actual dojo bros, but for like our, our New Japan dojo bros, like what's what's going on? Yeah, that, that really sort of went nowhere, didn't it? Yeah. For shame. I enjoyed the Davy Richards look. Mm. He looked great, but he had his gear with his tribal tattoos on his gear and on his arm, which was just, you know, insanely cool. Perfect. Mm. Yeah, I, I like long hair, Davy. I do too. Yeah, it looks good. And I definitely prefer him before the scratch mark. Oh, well, there's Davey. no contest there. I mean, yeah. that is just so bad. <laughs> oh, dear. See, I. I will deviate a little bit and say I prefer. I I just love Davy when he's at his absolute maximum. No bullshit. I'm gonna fucking kick you. I'm fucking Davy. Goddamn fucking Richards. And that's why I like I like the shaved head. I want him shaved head. I want him annoyed. I want him. I want him doing his little little dynamite kid cosplay. Uh, you know. Uh, and and I when I I think I think current Davy or or peak Davy in like 2011 would look at this mop on this kid's head and say get get out of my sight with that that dreadful hair. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. He wouldn't be welcome in the ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> why did I laugh at that? Yeah, I don't know why you found that that funny, but thank you. A paramedic showing up to work is not like that, son. You're not not tonight. <laughs> not with those shoes. Not with those kick pads. Oh, dear. <laughs> Oh, oh dear. The oh, man dear. loves Davy. What can we say? He does love Davy. 
So our second match is uh, Hook Bombery and Top Gun Talwar gunning for hookers against SBS, Disco Machine and Excalibur. I really enjoyed the Baja Fresh versus Chipotle debate that was happening for this match, um, mainly because I was taken back to having really drunken Baja Fresh when I was in America this year. Um, I've, I, I am a Chipotle gal, but I very much so enjoyed that Baja Fresh because I was very drunk and it was very tasty. I, I was going to ask, has anyone had Chipotle? I've never yeah. had Chipotle. Oh, I've yeah. Chipotle, but I haven't had Baja Fresh. Mm. No. Chipotle, I feels like the Boojum. Yeah, I, I okay. think they, they just stole their yeah. whole idea. Yeah, because it's okay. the exact same, Barry. Like, okay, in terms of if you go, you go in and you order the exact same way. So, right, imagine, yeah, one of them went over to America and just like, well, that seems good. I'll steal that. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. Well, it was kind of a rite of passage for people on their J ones going over um, and living off Chipotle on the East Coast, anyway. Yeah. And it sort of became a rite of passage coming up to Dublin and having a Pujum, even though it didn't yeah. originate in Dublin. Yeah. And so no one noticed Disco's broken nose? No. Oh, no, I did. Yeah, we're the only ones. Yeah. These guys didn't even see the blood. It's because they just they don't like looking at his old face, apparently. <laughs> that is not <laughs> true. No, that is so mean. Episodes. They're like, Disco's so old. <laughs> 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 He's so beautiful. Oh, Disco. Oh, no, that's not true. <laughs> I, was, I was too enamored with the uh, the Red Man and Method Man talk. Oh, that was great. That was awesome. they, they also had a failed sitcom like them. Um, and then they mentioned Coffee and Cigarettes as well, which is their like infamous little short with Bill Murray in it. I always enjoy those topical references from them. <laughs> but there was definitely a period of time, and it was this time, I suppose, 2005. Red Man, Method Man, they owned MTV. Oh, like, yeah. They did everything. How high they one were, or two as well. Like, yeah, definitely. Yeah, they were the twosome. Mm. I always remember, was it Cribs? And was it... Was it Redman's? Redman, yeah, yeah. And Redman. And <laughs> it was, he didn't even have a doorbell. You had to get the two wires and uh, pull them, push them together to make a sound. He just had shoe boxes filled with ones. And it was just the, sh- and there was a guy sleeping on a mattress, I think. Yeah, his fridge was empty. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He was just talking about how, like, this is where I actually live. None of these. I'm the only person who's ever done cribs in my actual home. <laughs> and also my eyes. It's just this dingy apartment. It's it's so good. So the match, huh? Mm. I liked it. I really liked it. I yeah, it was alright. Yeah. I like so I like the story building between these two teams and how they've been so betrayed by Hook and Top Gun Talwar. And I enjoyed the mixture of the seriousness, but also like the comedy with the Chipotle bag. And I'm like, and then Excalibur being like, "Is this carrot top prop comedy?" I just really enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I actually took no notes with this match. I got really distracted by their talk of Baja Fresh and. Uh, yeah, that, that was the only note I took as well. Yeah, was the 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 weird food chain debate. I was quite distracted by. Um, Talwar's 
gear <laughs> in a certain area. The oh. danger zone. Yeah, <laughs> it was quite prominent. <laughs> he's an excitable guy. Yeah, blame the roids. Well, that's, <laughs> that's it. True. You know, he's, he can't. You know, his body is is going through a lot right now. Well, if that's him on roids, it must have been fucking massive beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> Do roids make your balls really big? Smaller, I think it is. Smaller is yeah. is the is the, the like urban legend. I but actually, it it's probably like, not even. I think it's actually probably true because it's yeah. It's. I it's, thought it made uh, your penis smaller, but your balls are really big. <laughs> My God, uh, I, I'm not a doctor. Um, <laughs> but but that is the uh, that was the word on the schoolyard. But isn't your Ooh. testosterone stored in the balls? So <laughs> you would get once again. I'll be honest. I'm not an expert. Um, I think it's that your natural testosterone goes down, so that's why. You're oh. <laughs> that's okay. it, and that's why that's why there is so many in like wrestling and also MMA. So many like in their elder years, like you know. People with unusually shaped various parts of their body, because once they come off that stuff, it's like, okay, well, it, the, the the testosterone producing part is like hasn't been used properly for for a decade or whatever. Well, um, is definitely my favorite. Penis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, but remember that dinosaur show from the nineties? Yeah. Yeah. Like he looks like one of those. <laughs> Oh my his god, yeah. He's large now and all his features <sighs> and his eyes are so god. sunken. Oh, oh damn. Bless him. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Bless his little malnourished heart. <laughs> <laughs> oversized heart, probably. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> anyway, Sarah, what did you have to say about the match? Um, no, just that I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the dynamic of these two teams. And it was a great, great match with Excalibur hitting the Tiger Driver in 98. That was great. Yeah. I will say, I do, I do enjoy Hook Bambury a lot. I assume he disappears fairly soon as well, which is disappointing. Or does he hang around for a bit? He makes the odd appearance, but like he he's not a mainstay for that yeah. long. But he will show up from time to time. Our third match is... Petey Williams against Joey Ryan, and the fans were treated to their second Canadian Destroyer of the weekend. Mm. Petey the win. Uh, we had a powerful performance from general manager SoCal Val in this match. Um, uh, Scott Lost was getting involved, the bastard. And then SoCal Val took the mic and ejected them, and she was threatening to take the titles off them. I was like, all right, just, just, just have the referee do the thing where he waves his hands and he goes, you're out of here. We don't need the monologue, you know, but, you know, it was all right. Uh, I'm not going to lie, I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it? <laughs> Trust me, it was this bit I'm doing so fucking funny if you've seen the match. Oh, my God. You'd be like, oh, Barry, that is so true. Shut the fuck up. So, Galval, you'd be saying right now if you'd watch this. No, match. we wouldn't be saying that because you <laughs> say this about every woman. I, absolutely not true. Absolutely not true. Absolutely not true at all. Um, <laughs> I mean, just because I can't think of an example off the top of my head where that's not true, but you know, um, yeah, no. So, so okay. Did was I the only one who watched this match? Yeah, I okay. I watched it. I don't have anything to say other than. <laughs> Scott Loth, but I just, he was wearing like Lakers tracksuit bottoms and they were just very like bright and ugly. 
And Chris Bosch is wearing the most 90s shirt I've ever seen. Not even 2000s, 90s. <laughs> he was wearing like a fucking luminous orange shirt. That sounds sick. No, <laughs> yeah, no yeah. it actually no, I it no, it wasn't nice. The color was nice, but the actual it was like a really cheap synthetic shirt. Yeah. Right. Like, like a no, Cisco shirt. Yeah, but bad. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, like bad quality. Like he got it off, you know, like he was on in Tenerife. You know what I mean? Yeah, they just looked te- they looked bad. Those boys can't dress at all. Like if it's not a Superman T-shirt, it's oh, sorry, sorry, yeah. And he was wearing that yesterday. Well, not yesterday. He was, yeah, yeah. Oh dear, oh, God, it's awful. Like, um, wrestlers, they're obsessed with Superman and the Joker, but not hmm. Batman, because they're more actually like the Batman. Yeah, the Batman. They're more like Batman, but they don't enjoy that. In that, they're the quiet nerds who dress up as a superhero, but they're not actually a superhero. They want to think, "Ooh, I'm special and a little bit crazy." <laughs> not that yeah. Superman's crazy. I, I so yeah, the, the Superman thing is really weird to me. I can understand the Joker phenomenon because it's the because it's the same in wrestling as it is everywhere else. It, everyone has main character syndrome and thinks they're the crazy outsider who sees things for how they actually mm. are. You know, I but yeah, I don't get because I'm like, yeah, why would a wrestler relate to Superman more than Batman? Has to be think- an American thing. Yeah, I think it's a lot to do with the media that they grew up with. Superman was yeah. huge in the 90s. Yeah. yeah. Like, it yeah. was everywhere. Cartoon, the TV show, like, TV show. movies. Yeah. Batman hadn't really... I don't know. I feel like Batman was a bit later. Yeah. I like how the hurricane went with the Green Lantern. He just wants to be different. Yeah. <laughs> Probably wouldn't be chased for copyright. <laughs> Who would you base your entire personality on? Well, he's already a wrestler. <laughs> oh, but that would make me Sterling James Keen, and then, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> oh, no, no. Um, Who would you face it off? Probably um, Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> <laughs> a t shirt and nothing else? No, no. I'd say Big Bird. Okay. Yeah. That's much more logical, yeah. 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 Barry? Uh, one I'm surprised we don't see more often, but probably because he's not twisted enough like the Joker. Uh, Han Solo. Oh, he's cool. Yeah. 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 Oh, sorry, Emma looked really disgusted with that answer. Boring. Why? He doesn't even have a superpower. Oh, you! Why? Why? You don't even like cartoons. You're gonna complain about being Superman? Like what? That has nothing to do with anything. That's such a. Han Solo is so cool. Han Solo is so cool. Yeah. He. Yeah. Okay. Fine. But like, you'd come to the ring just dressed in like what a waistcoat. I mean, I'm not saying I'd as him. I'm not being Leva Bates walking to the ring in a Han Solo costume. It was like, who would you base your character on? I'm not walking to the ring and nudging fans. And uh, just to be clear, uh, I actually shot first. I'm not doing that. I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to bring a big hairy guy with me and pretend I understand what he's saying. You know, that'd actually be pretty cool, actually. Yeah, imagine you walking out with a little Wookiee. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Actually, can I change my? Can I be the Wookie? I think yeah. I'd rather do that. <laughs> Way better. That's more. That's better. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Way and one better. of you, one of you, could be the people who like pretend you know what I'm saying. You know. Yeah, your translator. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, what PD won this match? Terrors. <laughs> Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm Barry's translator. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't know. Um. Oh, I don't know. Someone from Tekken, probably. I'm looking oh, at nice. King, but like that's kind of cliche, isn't it? To be King from Tekken. So maybe I'll that's just cool. be like Nina Williams or something. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm changing my ass. <laughs> Good. Uh, tank girl. Oh, yeah. That's I'd have Tank and it'd be cool. What's so that? Cool. Who's that? Tank girl. It's comic Yeah. Oh, okay. It's the guy. Right, I thought you'd know that. Yeah. Uh, well, that's what you get for assuming, isn't it? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Tank Girl was like uh, that meme from like 15 years ago. The girl shitting in the bathtub. Is that not what Tank Girl was? That's Tub Girl. Tub Girl. Sorry. Okay. No, there was I thought a... that's what she was saying. I was like, Emma, you should watch is... the movie. It's actually, well, it's a cult classic. It's actually quite terrible, but it's brilliant. Okay. And uh, Ice T plays a kangaroo. Oh my God. Okay. All right. You're selling me. You are yeah. selling me. Okay. I'm, try- I'm trying to think of an actual one, an actual answer. You can't really say John Wick because that's just low key at the Tokyo Dome. Yeah. 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 Also, I don't give off John Wick energy. I, and you, you can't really use a gun, is the other thing as well, you know. Well, that's what uh, New Japan management told him, but... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, Tommy Dreamer, you're not allowed to go out either. Come on, get back here. Get back here. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, dear. Bowser. Oh! <laughs> Bowser or Wario. I'm literally dressed in purple and yellow. So. You are rocking the, the Wario right now, in fact. That's yeah. very good. Yeah, I'll stick with Wario, actually, yeah. Barry can be Waluigi. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if purple is my colour, but yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the next match, should I say, it is El Generico and Los Luchas against the Human Tornado and Aerial Express. This match starts with another Excalibur burp, which is lovely. <laughs> Um, and some casual racism. Yes. Of course, yeah. yeah. And yeah. a dance-off. And a dance-off, yes, yes. We did get the, we got the full suite of horm- uh, hor- hormone, human tornado antics is the wor- garbled phrase I was trying to get out there. We got, we got, we got a lot of them in, in the opening uh, minutes here, which was fun. And the return of a classic fan chant. Oh, Oreo, Oreo. Oh, that was good. Yeah. They thought it was a really fun match. Um, it was, this would have been better served as the opener. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. It was just a lot of fun. Um, no real uh, story or psychology to it. Just uh, loads of tags in and out, loads of topes, um, double team moves. Um, although Tornado hit, I think, the furthest tope I've ever seen in my life. Until the main event when Super Dragon whacked his face off the wall on a dive, which was very funny. But Tornadoes was a lot more graceful. Um, yeah. I agree. It would have been, it would have been better as an opener. Because this was, this was like the opener we've come, become accustomed to, which was it was great. And it was frantic. And it was all action. And they were diving and doing all their... Everyone got their stuff in. 
And it just makes the the opener we got even weirder in hindsight, where it was this like six minute thing where nobody really got to do much, you know. El Generico and Los Luchas win this one via a brain buster from Generico. And everybody hugged at the end. Oh, Cute. And at the end, Dino got into the ring to inform everyone that it was Scorpio Sky's birthday. They bring him balloons and sing happy birthday to him. And the cutest hat. He was wearing one of the little triangle cone birthday hats. It was very cute. (laughs) He was only 22. Just wild. Oh, that's sick. Yeah. So good. For 22, like. Our next match stemmed from the post-match that we didn't hear on night one. Christopher Daniels defending his X Division title against Christopher Hero. So Hero did the double Chris course this weekend. Chris. Oh, yes. Right. He Save it, save it yeah. yeah. But Barry looked very confused there. I, that took me a second. That took me a second. But yes. I didn't really like this match. No? No. I don't know. I was a bit bored. That's fair. I think that's valid. Like it was very much so like here like a, it was very much so like a hero match, you know, isolating limb like a lot of limb work, a lot of, you know, Daniel's going after the knee of hero. It was yeah, it was very much so that sort of match. That it was a bit slower paced, I think, than everything else on this card. Yeah, definitely. I think it was another one of Chris Hero trying to show how smart he is. Yeah, and I don't. I guess I don't like that that much. No, I I didn't really either. Like back in the day, and revisiting it, I'm not as turned around by it either. It's still just a bit. I don't know. It it's not even believable. Do you know? It's just mm. it's just sort of like trying to. Show the crowd not to sound all cornetti, but like he doesn't. It's not believable that he's tried to hurt his opponent. Yeah, hero. Yeah, I get that. I mean, I don't know. I I enjoyed it purely because it was different to everything else in the card. If that made sense, mm. like I don't know if I would have enjoyed it if they went out. Like, not that these two men would have at this time period. If they went out and had another sprint. Because I think then it just would have kind of fell flat because it was on a card with lots of kind of other matches like that. But because it was different, like I, I maybe I'm, what I'm trying to say is I respect what they were trying to do. So that's why I liked it. That's fair. fair. That is what they were going for. So that's that's good. Yeah. And I think the, I think the variety is a good thing. I think, you know, um you know, I think I, especially coming after just how wild the the six man was, I thought this was a nice break. Yeah, mm. it was one of those ones where I I sort of appreciated what they were doing a little bit more than I was um, engrossed by it. Do you know what I mean? Um, it was okay. So Daniels won this one via Angel's Wings and cut his usual promo where he. Bigged up Chris Hero, and he's going to be a big star one day, and he's going to win many titles, and blah blah blah. I mean, I respect it. I respect him just doing it, no matter what, getting his shit in. 
mm. which he actually alludes to later. So our next match is Kevin Steen against Johnny Storm. What did you think of this, Barry? I enjoyed it, yeah. I, I, I thought they were good natural opponents for each other. Um, uh, I thought Storm got all his stuff in, and, and you know, we've, we've kind of praise Steen to the hills even this early in his PWG career we've talked about kind of how like fun he is to watch uh, so yeah they did a lot of they did a lot of uh, uh, really fun stuff kind of in the similar vein to the Canadian Destroyer seeing like a super poison Rana in this match was novel because they definitely weren't doing them every single day in 2005 uh, so I appreciated that a lot but yeah good fun uh, not not a, a kind of a mossy kind of all action classic but they did a lot of fun stuff I enjoyed it there was a good part at the start, like it was a very minor thing, but Storm goes for a leapfrog, but Steen doesn't run under him. Like it looks a bit like a botch, but Steen just very quickly just kicks him up the ass. <laughs> yeah. Even then, he's such a quick thinker. Yeah, it's one of his best traits for sure. Uh, further to your Poison Rana thing, they didn't even call it that. Like it was still just a reverse. Inverted or reverse, yeah. Yeah, Inverted. yeah. 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 Um, and Sarah, anything from yourselves? No. <laughs> well, we did say we'd blow through some of them, so this is... This yeah. Is yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, Steen took this one uh, via a jumping package pile driver. Yeah, very nice. Our semi-main event is PWG tag team title as Chris Bosch and Scott Loss defend against Chris Saban and in his last appearance ever, definitely <laughs> never coming back, Frankie Kazarian. So I'm glad he got this send-off compared to what we thought he got yeah. last month. Yeah. He deserved and it. He did. And on commentary, they said that if Kaz wins, he would vacate his half of the titles uh, Chris Saban would stay tag champ and would be able to pick his partner, which they assumed would be Peter Williams because he was out at ringside. <laughs> yeah. A nice little workaround. Shockingly um, uh, um, uh, coherent for PWG, to be quite honest. <laughs> I think as well, early on in the match, they talk about how successful Arrogance have been and they've been champions for six months, which doesn't feel like a long time it kind of is in the pwg world at this point that they did kind of big it up that like it is possible that arrogance could have lost yeah definitely when you think of it like kaz is a two-time world champion in pwg and saban i think is, is undefeated as well at this stage so i know it's only three matches or mm. two matches but you know, they did. Lost, he lost a hero did he yeah, that's why he wasn't... A, which is kind of funny that he lost that so he couldn't get the X Division title match, but now he's in the tag title match anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, that that's really... That's a hallmark from PWG all the way from the beginning right up until, like, today, probably. It's just, like, guys losing. and then Next night, title match, whatever. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's That's just so them. Yeah, no, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, I completely forgot that, even though we spoke of it three days ago. Yeah. For uh, for Kaz's last match, you know, obviously we, we've, we've been through the ringer with Owl, with Owl Frank. You know, we've, we've seen the highs, we've seen the lows. I, I thought this was a very fun match, and I thought he did quite well in it. 
And I was actually, it was kind of ironic that it was kind of like, I was like, oh, this is a fucking good Kaz match. And it's like his last one of the current, you know, of the current uh, uh, run. He did a always terrifying uh, fucking flux capacitor move out of the ring. I thought someone was going to die. Only for the fact that I know no one did in this particular match. But I was like, oh my God. And a, and a run a top rope out of the ring also, which was very scary. So they were they were going ham for this one, given the occasion. Yeah, it definitely felt like it was more of a X division pace type of tag match. Yeah, and yeah. I think it kind of proves that Kaz is a very good tag wrestler, as we will obviously go on to see. I actually think the pace suits him better in terms of tag matches, and I think him and Saban made for a very good team. And Saban was impressive as as always. Because of course he is. Yeah, and I think despite being the coolest man alive, he just doesn't have the charisma <laughs> of a singles wrestler. Yeah, like like yeah. this, it's still the same today. But they yeah, put him in a tag team, and he's he's pretty much always great. Is he still the elite hunter these days? No, no. Or is he <laughs> Mister No More Fucking Bullshit, or yeah. whatever the fuck his stupid name is now? <laughs> yeah, he is. It's something like that, yeah. yeah. It's Mr. No More Bullshit Heavy Metal, Don't Trust Anybody, Frankie the Future Kazarian or something. <laughs> like. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and he, he's more an impact than he is anywhere else now as well. Mm. Yeah, had a great match with Saban this year. Rolling back the years. There you go. The famous tag team implodes. <laughs> <laughs> the one they're both known for. <laughs> there's there's one part where Petey comes in to interfere and I think Knox just turns around at the wrong time yeah. and just sees him and it's like oh for god's sake so he, he just has to tell him to go away <laughs> it's so bad it's so awkward and I kind of put that on Petey more than Knox because like he just sort of got in the ring at one time. I was like, did I miss something that prompted him to get in? He just got in and he was like, he looked like a fan. He just got in the ring and he started posing. I was like, what is this spot you're doing? Like, yeah, it was a bit confusing. Like it didn't. Yeah, it was just like, what, what, what's he doing? Like, <laughs> what's the end game here? Kaz really was. Uh... Just balling out in this one. He hits a, a stunner leg drop as well. That was pretty cool. On I can't remember which one he had. He, has, he had Bosch in the stunner and lost hitting the leg drop. And yeah, the springboard hurricane runner, like you said. And at one point, Saban hits a razor's edge into the turnbuckles. Very nice. Nasty. And Joey tries to Joey Ryan tries to come in and is also thwarted and gets a cradle shock for his troubles. And Saban has Bosch pinned, but Scott Loss pulls out the ref. Saban goes for a victory roll, but Loss reverses it to win. And the whole locker room empties to say goodbye to Kaz. What did we think of Top Gun's hat and suit? Impeccable. So good, so good. A lovely shade of brown. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was great to see... Kaz get the send off. He deserved, like a as a two time champion does deserve, and they did build the promotion around him for the first year at least. To think of all the memories we have now shared with Frankie, you know, from him being the future, going to Vegas, the whole Adam Pierce saga, to the them him and 
and you know what were they called with that uh, first family yeah the first family aunt vanderpoel and baby slim may they rest in peace god rest them you know like valentina <laughs> valentina we've been on such a journey with kaz and i feel like he got his storybook ending and i'm glad that he's never going to be back in pwg anytime soon never <laughs> and as long as nothing happens to his hair so we got speeches from Saban, Joey Ryan, Christopher Daniels, where he alludes to the fact that he always needs to get his say in, which seems to be true. And then Excalibur, after which Kaz then says his goodbyes, uh, where he remarks that he's not used to a speaking role. And there's an awkward reaction from everyone. (laughs) So the main event of this show for the PWG Championship is Super Dragon defending against last night's winner over Samoa Joe, AJ Styles. This one felt like a a proper dream match, like a proper big fight feel when it started. Because, like, obviously AJ is such a big name at this stage. And, like, Super Dragon, Super Dragon. What did you think of it, Sarah? Mm, I I didn't like it as much as I wanted to going into it. Is, Is... I know that's a very vague answer for you, but I just don't think it hit my very high expectations. Like, that's not to say that it was bad. Like, I very much so enjoyed it. But I just felt like there could have been more there. I don't know. It it just felt a bit lacking, especially considering how good AJ's been. But it was nearly like the story of Super Dragon's title reign that there was just that bit lacking. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, I I liked it now, but I can see like it. It definitely wasn't as good as the Joe match yesterday. Yeah, and not as good as Dragon's best matches, I suppose. So yeah, I could definitely see where you're coming from in terms of the level of talent that's in it. What about you, Emma? Yeah, I liked it. Didn't love it. Um, it kind of felt like there wasn't like there was no you know good build up, and it didn't feel like there was much chemistry between them um it just kind of felt like they were both wrestling their own match but it wasn't they weren't necessarily wrestling it together yeah it, it, yeah a little something missing i think seems seems to be the consensus uh, but really but really good and like i think we talked about with night one it did feel like they they built aj up as this like ass kicker you have to take seriously and then that was reflected in like the first half especially of this match where like the Joe match it was like he had Super Dragon on like the back foot like he was really just messing him up which you don't see happen to Dragon which which uh, and I suppose that's an appropriate story to tell especially if he's gonna win do you know what I mean I mean if he's gonna beat like you know the legendary Super Dragon I did not see that result coming by the way I I I I I didn't you know, early PWG title history is all just like a complete blur to me. So I actually kind of forgot he ever won that title, and I certainly wasn't expecting it here. Yeah, I also didn't know AJ was ever PWG champ. Um, I assumed he just couldn't be around as much because because this is this is only a handful of appearances he's had. Um, and like he always seems like more of an attraction than a a part of the roster, which doesn't mean you can't put the belt on him. But I definitely wasn't expecting it. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's a, it's a, it's it is an interesting we you know we talked earlier on, on night one about kind of 
the standard is now significantly higher than we when we started back on show one. You know, there's been a progressive ramp up, and this show, this show, this weekend rather felt like a real kind of uh, flashpoint where they're they're really kind of they're out of the doldrums now, and it's, it's kind of a symbolic thing that someone as good as you know 2005 AJ Styles would win the title. You know, no disrespect to Dragon, obviously, but you know, um, that's a pretty big that's a pretty big uh, 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 boon to the promotion to have the title on a guy like that. Do you think it has something to do with the fact that, okay, TNA guys aren't allowed work Ring of Honor? So, like, TNA kind of had to be like, okay, well, that's kind of like a lot of your income now gone for some of these guys. So they kind of had to have the olive branch be like, oh, well, you can work these promotions whenever you want. You know, maybe that's just they're being getting the benefactory of that, the fact that they can't work Ring of Honor. I don't know. Possibly, yeah. But then I would also raise you that maybe TNA were like, he can't lose. Yeah. Also, oh, yeah. True. Yeah. True. So, That's actually yeah. an interesting thing to consider because we've we've obviously talked a lot and actually just even on that one about countouts and this guy didn't lose and this result didn't work. I think, yeah, you've got TNA politics, Ring of Honor politics, possibly some, some uh, Japan politics as well. And then probably, the, and then there's also, you know, PWG wanting to have some semblance of storyline input as well and having their guys not lose. So, you know, a bit of a, a bit of a minefield, which is still true like today in the current like indie wrestling landscape you have to compete with all that stuff. So yeah, I suppose I, I didn't even really consider that, but that, that that could be a huge factor. So <laughs> we'll just have to wait and see how to get the belt off. So. <laughs> I, I, I will probably get our answer soon enough, I'd say. Yeah, good bit of intrigue around that one. So just as you mentioned earlier, Barry, yeah, when, when Dragon does his toe to the outside, he absolutely smashes his face off a chair. Yeah, it was pretty ferocious. It was uh, very spectacular. I, I don't know if like well, they've been in this building before, so it's not small. He just obviously had an unbelievable amount of momentum on it. Yeah, his his tofu is always quite reckless. Yeah, he doesn't mind going into the chairs. That's that's the main thing. He'll like like it's a typical dragon. They'll stop me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Another good example of AJ's just pure farmer strength was when he hit a pump handle gut buster. Like where that's just essentially him flipping Dragon over by himself. It was really cool. Yeah. So the end of the match is Dragon going for the psycho driver, but Excalibur or Excalibur <laughs> AJ uh, reverses out of it and hits a discus lariat to win uh, in about 20 minutes, I think it was, which is, is also fairly on the short side, I guess, for, for what you might have expected for these two. Yeah, it kind of, the finish was unexpected for me. I Especially, like, I don't know, the lariat being the finish and not mm. the Styles Clash, you know. Maybe it's because I haven't watched a lot of AJ in a, in a long time, but I just, I was like, did he do that a lot? Like, I can't remember. I can't think of a single time. Yeah. Maybe a Super Dragon was like, fuck that, I'm not taking that Styles Clash. <laughs> <laughs> Just ring my fucking bell instead. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, it is It is interesting that that he did that, and that, you know, Dragon obviously was okay losing to a secondary finisher. Hmm. Um, yeah. 
But then we do find that he is quite giving in that sort of way. So yeah, not that surprised. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they thought like, oh, they, they won't expect this. Hmm. Yeah. That's just yeah. why they did it. And they were yeah. right. I hate it though how we don't even get the celebration. Excalibur is cut off mid-sentence and the show's over. It kind of yeah. took the air out of the whole thing. Yeah. The, the, like, the celebration is one thing. I don't, if that's down to music, whatever. It's crap, but whatever. But they are recording the audio after the fact. <laughs> How did they get cut off on their own videos? <laughs> I oh, know. God. Professionals. Oh. They, uh, but, like, what do you think of it as well? They are only kids doing this, really, aren't they? That's fair. Yeah, that is fair. Yeah, I suppose I probably, so. We, I, I probably couldn't time out that commentary track if I was doing it right now. So, Well, Bart Disco, but the rest of them. Are <laughs> <with> them. <laughs> yeah, so, night two, what do we think? Emma, we'll go with you as soon as you didn't get to tell us your views on night one. Um, I feel like I had more fun on night one. I think, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Sarah? Yeah, no, yeah. I Night one had the better matches in terms of like that AJ Joe match was so good. I enjoyed the Frankie send off though. Like that was kind of yeah. like a highlight for me that I enjoyed that, enjoyed reflecting. But all in all, if I was in attendance for the weekend, I would be very happy with that that kind of two show the two of them together. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely. What about yourself, Barry? No, yeah, same. I I I I think I was night one I preferred night one. Night two was a little bit more, like I said, the the threshold is very high. Night two had more stuff kind of on that threshold that was just kind of, uh, you know, solid. But uh, overall, really good weekend. And I think it, they didn't hurt too much from the lack of the New Japan guys or the, or the Ring of Honor guys uh, uh, on night two. I thought they I thought they put on a really solid effort just with, obviously, a lot of TNA influence as well. But, you know, with for the most part, their guys. I thought they did well. Yeah, and I like their storyline reasons for it as well. Like it all made sense if you if you were there. There was a little two night story for a lot of us that I think most of the Ring of Honor guys lost yesterday, so it made sense for them not to be there. And uh, yeah, it was it was it was a pretty good little self contained weekend. And as you said, Sarah, I think everyone would be very happy leaving on the the Saturday night or whatever it was. Um, but we before we close out our weekend. Uh, we have some promos. So the first promo is Joey Ryan and Arrogance. Joey Ryan is selling the Canadian Destroyer that he has no memory of how the match ended or even how the match went. Arrogance are trying to tell him that he lost. He won't listen to them. Then Reyes comes out and asks, and Joey asks him, has he wrestled yet? And uh, Ricky Ray says, well, if you call it wrestling, yeah, you have, which I enjoyed. <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah. And then Human Tornado came out and just a bit of racism for the boys. And that was that. Yes. Standard fair. At the standard fair. That was very succinct. Yeah. yeah. So next up was Los Luchas. Sarah, can you break this one down for us? 
I don't know if I can because I can't speak Spanish. Mm. So they were having the laugh, speaking Spanish. So Calval looking confused. And then our good friend El Generico walks in and he's also speaking some Spanish. Some Olays thrown in there and something else. Um, just trying to have a bit of banter. And so Calval's being like, well, going to catch you guys later. And they're still having a laugh in very, very good Spanish from, from El Generico. He's fluent. <laughs> Don't know what else to say. And they all exclaimed, Lucha Libre. Yeah. Oh, I love Lucha Libre. Yeah, very good. And I think this is the first time we've actually heard Generico in a backstage promo, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Doing so this particular routine. So they just want to assure the viewers that, yes, he is genuinely Mexican and can genuinely speak Spanish. So our final promo are the the trio of Saban, Kazarian and Petey Williams trying to do a full metal jacket impression, I guess. Yeah, that's what I, yeah, I was like, is that the reference they're going for? Yeah. Um, and they, they did, we didn't even get a full promo. They just played like a series of bloopers and then we never got the actual thing, which was, you know, fair enough. I didn't have that much interest in the, in the final product anyway. I liked, I like what they did instead. Same. Yeah. I would, I would actually love a little PWG outtakes compilation. I think there is one. Oh, really? Maybe there isn't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, you tease. Oh, I mean, that is, that is, that's like. Well, there philosophy. is, there is philosophy. some compilations on YouTube. The, are they all still there? Yes. I don't know. Yeah. So, oh, but they? not all, I can't say all of them, but a lot of them still are if you go looking. Like they did the It's Always Sunny in PWG thing. Yeah, I remember that one all right. There was a hoot and a half. Hootenanny. Also makes you remember how old that show is now too. Yeah. That is actually yeah. That's actually a quick, that's actually weird to think about. But that's our other podcast. So yes, yeah. So that rounds up All Star Weekend. A very enjoyable time for all. Our next show is Jason takes PWG. But before. We leave you. We have to move on to our world famous Curious Gorilla. (laughs) Our first question for this month's Curious Gorilla comes from Henry. He says, with the World Cup currently happening in Qatar, which PWG wrestler would be most likely to accept blood money and or be easiest to bribe? Very timely question from Henry there. I want to start with... Uh, Zig. All of them. The wrestlers. But I guess if I had to specifically pick one from this roster, does Paul T count? He's gone. No, Paul T's gone. Okay, okay. Uh, but he's he's gotten like one show on our timeline, you know. He, you know, I I I think I think he should allow that. It's possible he left for some kind of questionable uh, organization, you know. He wasn't yeah, embezzling exactly. money from PWG, so exactly. So I'm sticking with that. I'm sticking to my guns. What about you, Emma? Yeah, I mean, all of them. I'm thinking every single person on that show either has gone to Saudi Arabia or would go to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> yeah, so, absolutely. You yeah. know, I really, but my initial 
reaction would be Joey Ryan. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, What about you, Sarah? I echo the thoughts of everyone else that everyone on the show probably would. But um, I would say probably Chris Bosch is my biggest answer. He'd be the most likely to do it. Excellent. Um, and I'd say the only the only person more likely to do it than a wrestler would be a wrestler and a promoter. I'm going to say Super Dragon. He'd be, he'd be booking shows over there and he'd be going over on him as well. So he'd be doing well for himself. Uh, thank you, uh, Henry, for that question. We have another question here from a second, Henry. Uh, what would be your PWG wrestler teaming with cartoon character Dream Team in DDT4? Uh, bonus points if you can come up with a team name for the team. So this is a PWG wrestler and a cartoon character, and possibly a name if you can think of one. I would say, <laughs> Emma, you have one. Yes. Um, Go on. I'm gonna have Top Gun Tower and Bugs Bunny, and they're gonna be called Top Gunny. <laughs> Excellent. Nice. Excellent. Thank nice. you. Yeah, that's very good. See, I, I I can't think of a name, but I was gonna I was gonna do a um uh, uh, uh can they coexist uh deadpan straight guy uh, zany guy tag team of Super Dragon and Bugs Bunny, and Super Dragon's constantly getting annoyed because Bugs isn't taking it seriously. He's dressing up like a lady. He's floating off, smelling a pie, and Super Dragon's getting super pissed off. I think that would be a great dynamic, but I don't have a name unfortunately. What about you, Sarah? Any ideas? I was also thinking, now I could have two because I was going to have Dragonite, the best Pokemon of all time. And he could go with American Dragon or he could go with Super Dragon. So I'll go with American Dragon because Super Dragon's been done. And they'll just be, not Double Dragon, but maybe something like, I don't know. American Dragonite. Yeah. Thank you, Barry. American Dragonite. And American Dragon will have to come out with a bag to match Dragonite. How about you, Ziggy? I am going to go for a faction. Oh. And I would have Reynolds and Silver with the Angry Beavers, and they'd be the Angry Beavers boys. Wow. Very good. Very good. That's (laughs) Well done. Excellent, excellent. Thank you, uh, Henry. Uh, thank you both, Henrys, for those questions. I have another one. <laughs> Go on. Go on. Okay. The, the one who hates cartoons the most. Yeah, I've never seen this cartoon. Okay, so I don't know if this works, but Samoa Joe and Bojack Horseman. So it'd be Samoa Bojack. Yeah, that could work. Yeah, thank that you. Could work. <laughs> they, uh, they give a great shoot interview as well. Mm. <laughs> Thank you, Henry's, both for your question. A question here from uh, Charlie. If you could sit down and have a three-course meal with any five PWG wrestlers that have been on any show, uh, which wrestlers would they be and what would you serve for each course? I'm going to assume we have to do the cooking for this uh, yeah. uh, rather than just trying to guess what they would like. Um, we'll probably do this as a group, a group dinner. Yeah, we'll pick yeah. a group dinner, yeah. So it's, it's come dine with me, Gorilla Island edition. What what an absolutely unbearable hour of television that would be! The, the four of us and five wrestlers in a house, <laughs> just like oh, that would get very tense very quick. I think. Uh, okay, is it who 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 are our givens? Who are our absolute must haves? At, 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 Chuck, at Taylor. Chuck Taylor. Chuck Taylor. Okay, okay. totally. Yeah. 
Um, I feel Dragon has to be there. He has to be there in his mask, not talking, though. Yeah. He has to be yeah. there just sitting <laughs> with spoons up to his empty mask, not eating anything. Is that not a waste of a guest? Yeah, I, think, sort of I think people would be tense around him. Yeah. They make a great TV. Yeah. I think I, I'm just putting the caveat that this yeah. is definitely being yeah, filmed for Channel 4 now. Though. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Is this people we genuinely want to hang out with? Yeah. No, I think would make a good... But both, though. Yeah. Both. Yeah. They, Excalibur they has to be there. Excalibur has to be there. Yeah. Um, I feel like Steen has to be there. Yeah. Steen has to be there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Joe? I, I'd love Joe to be there, yeah. I know yeah. Joe, yeah. So one more. Okay. So just one more. Oh, God. See, I'm torn because it's kind of like, okay, like one of my all-time favorites, if not my absolute all-time favorite wrestler, I feel like Brian Danielson would be a fucking chore. I feel like I want to have a laugh with Samoa Joe and this guy's over here. I don't know what the fuck he's doing. No, I want he's, Joe dressed, he's dressed like a farmer. He's fucking, you know. Say what? I just want Joe to crack out the whiskey and cigars after dinner. Yeah. Though. But Hell yes. Fireside having a chat. And I don't know, Dragon would be on about something else in the kitchen with the environment and he'd be like all right dragon now we've all had a few i'm not in the mood for this we're off except you he won't have had a few that's what i mean like we'll all be like no brian we just want to talk about joe and his exploits when he was in his younger days all right yeah you didn't even have a live journal brian so i don't know what you're talking about yeah yeah the last one should be cm punk on that note (laughs) no (laughs) yeah yeah, God, just sour only, puss in the corner. No, only if him and Joe are friends. Uh, oh. yeah, it's the punks out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel like I, there was a, a really obvious one. Uh, Rocky? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Hit or miss, like. Yeah. yeah. He's too nice for our our dinner table. Oh, I don't know. We, we want to have the crack. I was going to say we should be fair and have a woman, but with this promotion, it's not, not, not exactly a lot of options. Me and Emma are enough. We meet the <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Who is fun? Yeah, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I, I keep thinking of names and then going, eh, probably not. They're probably not as fun as you think. Um, yeah, uh, one of those. Homicide. <laughs> Two very different ends of the spectrum. Who did you say? I said Keith Lee. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I was thinking Keith Lee as well, but I don't know something about like I don't know. Like, do you think um, he'd get on with those other guys we've we've got? What about I, Eddie? Eddie, yeah, Eddie. Eddie, yeah. yeah, Eddie's great. Okay, yeah, yeah. Eddie wouldn't have beef with any of those people we brought, would he? If he oh. did, even better. Chuck. Oh yeah. Okay. Does he still have beef with Chuck? Ah. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Here's well, hoping. Look, no, the, well, that's what the dinner's for is mending bridges, and we, I think, we'd be great. Hell at yes, that. that's great. That's actually so true. Okay, so let's scrap two guests and get Colt and Cabana uh, and Paul oh, rather. Colt <laughs> and Cabana. That's yeah. right. Colt and Cabana, Cabana as well. and both coming. You know. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, I messed that up. Okay, so who we got there? So we got we got uh, Chuck Steen. Joe and did we say dragon? Yes or no? Uh, Super no. dragon, Excalibur, Excalibur. Okay, excellent. Okay, that's a, yeah, that's a good crew. That's a good crew. And our three courses. I'll default uh, to Emma on this one. Yeah, I was going to say Emma if you want to lead us off here yeah, with it. You're only the, the only certified chef amongst us. That's right. Um. Oh, that's a lot of pressure. 
I feel like, you know, they're the kind of chicken wings and hell yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think if we start with with wings, okay, yeah, uh, that'll really get you know get our hands dirty. We'll loosen up a little. <laughs> um, main course, I don't know. I feel like they'd all be steak boys. I was, yeah, 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 steak, 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 steak will work, um, and then. We could have fries and sweet potato fries if they're being a bit healthy, if they have a big match coming up. Mm. Um, maybe some pepper sauce. Dessert. Oh. Um, this is where we sort the men from the boys. Shots. Shots. Shots of whiskey with the lads. When have you ever done a shot of whiskey, Barry? I did a shot of whiskey this calendar year at a wedding. I did a shot of whiskey, <laughs> and I was. Let me tell you, I was a very sorry boy, but I did one. Dessert. Oh, I think maybe something classic like apple pie and vanilla ice cream. Oh yeah, yeah can't go wrong with that. Like, uh, don't, yeah, don't like it. Yeah. Don't like it. Don't that's fine. That's oh, fine. That's I'm not not here. I don't. I don't like. I don't. You. I'm, I don't. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm there. I'm eating. What are you talking about? Yeah, but we're feeding our guests. I what you mean? It's what, what am I gonna do? Fucking just drink my whiskey in the corner. I put chicken wings on, which is literally all you eat. So you know, hang on, but, but you're not putting that on for me. The rest of them are having some of that. Fine. Yeah, there's there's ice cream to go with it. Yeah. Oh, so I'll just I'll just <laughs> I just eat cream then. No, mm. ice cream. Ice cream. What kind of ice cream? Vanilla. To go with the apple pie, you can Explain. just have the crust since you won't eat fruit. It's not that I won't eat fruit. It's an apple pie is bad. Okay, it's oh, like, no, it's just that's, that's absurd. Yeah, that's the worst thing you've ever said. You know what? You know. You know what's nice? Apple. Apple's fine. I got no beef with apple. Okay. okay yeah. Let's have an apple for dessert. No, <laughs> no, no. I'm just saying that you're like, oh, I won't eat fruit. I need an apple. Okay, I'll we'll give you an apple then. Will we have our pie? <laughs> Thank you, Zig. See, this is see, Zig is the mediator here. Thank you, Zig. I will have an apple. Thank you. Okay. It'll be a cooking apple, though. That's that's fine. I just just put pour whiskey on it, set it on fire. I'm laughing. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> that might be all right. Serving a hash. So there's so thank you, Charity, for your question. It's the four of us: Eddie Kingston, Excalibur, Kevin uh, Owens, Kevin Steen, uh, Chuck Taylor, and uh, Samoa Joe, and we're having uh, chicken wings, steak, and then arguing at dessert. Um, so thank you very much. Uh, that's coming soon to Channel Four. Our next question is from Cheese Tom, which is a great name. He says, ho, 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 this might be relevant when the episode drops. I think it might be, thereabouts. Uh, he says, which... Make sure it will be. <laughs> uh, Cheese Tom says, happy new year and or Chinese new year and or spring. <laughs> uh, anyway, he says, which of the PWG wrestlers on the Gorilla Island timeline would you cast in a Hallmark Christmas film? This is good. I think I think I want to start with Zig on this one. Well, I think SoCal Val has Hallmark movie woman. Oh, yeah. Yes, excellent. Very good. I, okay. I it has to be her. I feel like um I feel like you have there's a role in there for disco somewhere like the the guy's best friend or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Um who would be the main character the romantic lead? It's a tricky one. It's a tricky one. Um, I've got to go. I've got to go much later in the timeline, and we're we're going to leave age out of this. 
Okay. Oh god, it's always a, always a good start. Just because they're they're weirdly like Disco's here, Silicon Valley's here, and then my choice for male character lead is Daniel Garcia. Okay. In a perfect world where we can get them aligned timing wise, like, yeah, I can see that. He needs to be taught the meaning of Christmas. Okay. He's from the rough streets of Buffalo. You know, he, he never did Christmas. And so Calval is going to teach him the ways. Excellent. Okay. <laughs> Just of Christmas. Okay. Just yeah. of Christmas. This has, to air on, this has to air on Hallmark. Okay. Yeah. Um, I want to say that I want to make a sort of. Uh, Jack Frost style film about a real curmudgeonly dad who like doesn't he's just he's oh, grumpy and he's annoyed and he he doesn't appreciate his family and he doesn't believe in Christmas and he's all a humbug about it and then I don't know he he doesn't necessarily have to die like in Jack Frost but he has to learn unless he has to learn what it really means to love Christmas and I can't think of a better sort of uh, like grumpy annoyed guy to cast than than AJ Styles. Um yeah. uh, AJ Styles as 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 Michael Heaton as Jack Frost um is my is my projection there. Um what about you, Emma? Um I think <sighs> Frankie Kazarian's mannerisms and facial expressions really lend himself to a Hallmark movie, but I wouldn't be able to watch that for 90 minutes, so no. What would be better would be um a PG version of gunning for hookers. Um, except they're gunning for presents. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> getting into mishaps and stuff. I think that would be fun. Okay. Yeah, that'd that'd be good. Sarah, what about you? I'm really stuck because I have started watching these terrible Christmas films. Lindsay Lohan's comeback recently in in Netflix Christmas film was so bad, but I loved it so much. And I just love my favorite is the cliche of the you know the the working woman going back to her hometown for Christmas and getting stuck there. And oh no, she's stuck with all these people in her hometown. So. I was going to take a different tact with AJ and have AJ as like the country boy who's like, hey, miss, <laughs> you're back. I haven't seen you since high school. But I just don't know who the female lead would be because I don't want to take so come out because she's, mm. you know, but like, it, all was, it was Lindsay Lohan I was thinking of though when I did pick so come Valid, the red hair. I mean, yeah straight swap yes yes i'm very perceptive (laughs) (laughs) so am i just left with valentina i mean valentina could kill it so sarah del rey no she doesn't mm, back from training (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i think we need to give valentina her due and let her be okay yeah so that's me Alrighty. uh thank you cheez-its for that question our next question is from our old pal Snowboy. Snowboy says, which wrestler on this show would write the worst notes app post? And I mean, so many great contenders. Um, what about you, Sarah? Puma. Excellent. Excellent. I actually wasn't thinking about him, but that's great. Straight uh, away. Like, but 
Yeah. He wouldn't even probably write it in notes app. He'd probably like DM it to someone and screen grab it. Yes. You know what I mean? It would be terrible. And it would have it would have all the hits on it. It would have all the hits on it. You know. Um what about you, uh Emma? AJ Styles. Yeah, that was mine. That's that's the gut yeah. pick, isn't it? Because yeah. you wouldn't believe the apology either. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Ziggy? Uh Chris Bosch. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um Worst also in the sense that I don't think he'd actually apologize in it at all. Yeah. It would be sorry if you were offended. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um absolutely. Yeah. And I'd have to say AJ as well. I'd have to say AJ. Uh, that was uh, that was great. Uh thank you, Snowboy, for that question. Snowboy's also wondering how many Islanders he'll see at the eventual uh, AEW London show. Uh which I doubt we'll be able to to any lock any lock in anything just yet, but we'll give it we'll give a tentative yes. On the four of us, I'd imagine, will we? Yeah. 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 You'll yeah. either see us all or you won't see any of us. Yeah. We, yeah. we got a we got a blood pact going. It's a very long story, but you know, um we 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 will all endeavor to be there. I would uh, hope so. I would hope so. Maybe not maybe not for fucking rampage, but we'll go to the other one, you know. Um <laughs> all right. uh, <laughs> Mr. I've been to full gear, like oh, no. yeah, and rampage, in fact. Um <laughs> So I don't need to see, I don't need to see it again. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's for Barry. Uh, our next question comes from Mafu. Thank you very much, Mafu, for reaching out. He says, "What's your tier list for roast dinners?" Now I'm assuming we're making a tier list here of the the um, elements thereof. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Uh, so I mean, <laughs> this could be this could get very dicey. Um, but I, I'm trying to see what's common ground. Can we all can we all agree that like roast spuds are near the top? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Uh, can we agree they are the top? Like no. over everything else. Like if we're so if we're doing it like a, a, if if one thing has to be top tier, the contents of a roast. Are we happy to say if we're not happy? What what's the top tier component of a roast in your opinions? Uh, I'll start with you, Emma. The meat. Okay. What meat in particular? What meat do you have to have? Beef. Hell yes. Okay. Roast beef. Roast Always. Beef. Always. Okay. Yeah. Roast beef. Yeah. yeah. No. Agreed. Okay. So we are, we're all we're all we're all beefy boys, and 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 we're all yeah. and I'm happy to grab that. Beef bitch. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I like like I I love an El Carvery, but you go you go to a Carvery and there's no beef. I'm like, what? What are we doing here? I take Chicken. lamb. I take lamb as a second option. Yeah. Ooh. I'd go chicken second, but yeah. I don't like no, roast chicken. No, lamb, always lamb. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, to me, to me, to me, it, it, it's got to be some degree of red meat. Um, I, I just yeah. feel like lamb goes wrong easily. That's Fair. also very true. Fair, yeah. That's why Barry, I would take the roasties as top tier, if you know, like, because the meat can go wrong. Yeah. But when the meat's right, I mean, there's nothing better. Do you know what I mean? Like that is the pinnacle. Okay. And I'm a ma- I'd, I'd put mash over roast potatoes. Oh, wow. oh, I have both. I have to have both. I yeah. love both. I love See, now, now, my 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 thing on the mash is kind of what you were just saying about the beef, which is uh, you can have bad mash. I, I you know, you can have, uh, mm. you know, I, I hate a, a, a lumpy, badly mixed, you know, the, the mash. Yeah. Um. So, um. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I don't think we'll settle on a, on on a consensus here. We could go for another four hours doing the tier list. Um. Uh, okay. What about 
We're putting beef. We're top putting beef number one. Beef number yeah. one for certain. Um, and then where we potatoes as a, a yeah on, on on specific potatoes as number two. That's fair. Um, where now? Obviously, now listen. I, I I'll be honest. You know, I, I I don't like to get political on here, but I I, I do not like vegetables. Okay. Well, now, but I, I am I'm willing to compromise here, but I will just say. Is there anything to be said for meat, potato, and then at number three, gravy? Yeah, that's fair. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I'd, I'd put gravy for potatoes. Ooh, <gasps> spicy boy. I oh. like that, though. I, I see that. I, I, mean, think I could get into that. Yeah. And it's also actually you know, something where I, I could imagine it's not a roast without it. Uh, it's yeah. not a roast without yeah. it. That's how dry the plate would be. Yeah. Yeah, you have to have that. Um, are you guys partial to a Yorkshire? Always. Yeah. Always. I just got above veggies. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you put yeah, it above veggies. Vegetables are last. Vegetables are last. All right. We're we're laughing. Okay. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. We've got our tier list right there, boys. I don't yeah, even yeah. need a knife and fork for this for this plate we're eating right here. <laughs> um, are there any components we're missing? I think. Well, we are we going more in depth into the veggies? Are we getting stuffing? Is stuffing involved in the conversation? Well, that's, that's a controversial topic. Mm. Why Stuffing that? with beef. Yeah. Because obviously it's a bird thing, so it goes with yeah. turkey. Or pork. But if I'm getting a carvery, I will no. get the stuffing. I don't care. I, I won't. won't. I won't get stuffing. Yeah. No, I, no. I won't get stuffing either. Yeah. See, I um, just love a carvery and a roast so much. That I will just literally eat everything that they have on display. I don't even like to cook carrots and turnips, but I will yeah. fucking eat them. <laughs> this conversation is making me really want to fucking carve right oh, now. I know. I'm not, not long after my dinner, I'm starving now again. Talking about it. Um. Okay. So it's, it seems like stuffing isn't going high anyway. Stuffing's probably going below Yorkshire's. I would say. Yes. Um. That's fair. Um. Hmm. Uh, yeah, it, it, what, what, are there any particular veggies you want to shout out and say this has to, this is, this is, this is golden? I, I, does anyone here like Brussels sprouts? I do, yeah. 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 I, mean, I wouldn't have them with my roast. Oh, okay. no, not by choice. Yeah, yeah, but I'll eat them. Yeah, like oh, for I me. Like, sorry, I like like them done well, like crispy yeah. with some pancetta. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like that, but that would be like a separate side dish. I wouldn't have it. Okay. Yeah, for me. Broccoli is top tier vegetable. Yes. Yeah. Broccoli's alright. Yeah. 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 So that goes on there. I feel That's like right. you have to put carrots in there. Really yeah. Like, yeah. The crowd pleaser. There. Yeah. 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 Like I don't like to cook. Like I would eat a raw carrot every day. I don't really like cooked carrots. Yeah. Just if we were getting technical. So like if we're at home. For Christmas dinner, I get given like I'm a reindeer. I get my, given my carrot. Um, <laughs> at a carvery, I'll, I'll just eat them because I, it's yeah. part of the carvery experience. Like I'm, I'm no turnip. Yeah. Oh, I know turnip, stinky. Yuck! I don't like parsnip. No, I don't like parsnips either. I like parsnip. Yeah, I like that's actually one of the few veggies I would eat. I eat carrots and parsnips yeah. together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that might be the only thing ever that you eat that the rest of us don't. Well, I'm kind of surprised you don't because, and part of why I do like it, like I don't like, I like, I don't like turnip because like it's really overpowering smell. Parsnip is just like a neutral kind of, just like a, it's like a less interesting carrot. It's like a boring carrot. You know. What I mean? thought you were gonna say I mistook them for chips so many times I got desensitized. <laughs> Oh yeah, burger and parsnips. Yeah, Limerick delicacy. You know. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Get climbing the ranks for me these days. 
Which are? Cauliflower. Oh, yeah, cauliflower. Uh, cheese cauliflower as well. Like, oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, we were talking recently uh, off air, as it were. I did try the, the, the recent craze of the kind of cauliflower wing. Oh, I after, love that. After, after being a, a judgy little plain boy and turning my nose up at the suggestion, uh, I did yeah. I did have some, and it was delicious. Yeah. So, you know, maybe maybe I can be, there may there may be hope for me yet, you know, um, uh, in this in this field. Yeah, I think that's good. I think that's good. Yeah. yeah, like I said, we could we could do a separate podcast on this where we get really into the weeds. Uh, but uh, that'll be uh, that'll be that for uh, for the for today's tier tier list on the uh, um, uh, on the veggies. Uh, we have a write in question, I do believe, also from an, 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 another friend of the show, Sween Dog. Uh, this is a great question. Uh, what three wrestlers would you want on your table quiz team? This is incredibly tough. Have any of you been on a table quiz recently, just out of curiosity, as an aside? I do them all the time at home. Oh, really? I'm actually not surprised by that. Like, I, the, 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 the Flan Clan strikes me as a, as a, as a quiz family. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I'd say in the past six months, yes, but maybe a year. I don't know. I did one. I've done one this year. I can't remember the exact date. It wasn't that long. I did a work one. I, you know, respectable enough performance. I, you know, yeah. I won't be posting my score online, but I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Emma, have you been on a, on a table quiz lately? I play to win. I do not play to have fun. I do not want to have a good time. I play to win. Okay. And that's why we've all never played together. That's why we've never done one. This this podcast has never well, done I one. I wouldn't have asked you to be on my team. <laughs> oh, no, please, <laughs> oh, Emma, what three wrestlers would you ask? What three wrestlers would you pick? Okay. And she can't pick ones she'd like because they'd end up fighting with her. <laughs> Excalibur. Okay. Maybe Regal. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. And... Antonio Cesaro, Claudio Castanelli. Oh, yeah. oh very, good. very good. Yes, very, very good. good. That's a, that'll be a tough one. Okay. Yeah. What about you, Zig? What are you thinking? Um, I think I'd also have to include Excalibur on mine. Mm-hmm. I think that I would also include. Oh, it is tough. It is tough because they're all so stupid. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's really yeah, tough. Yeah. Um, I, I think I'd include Keith Lee in that. Okay. Okay. And I don't know if her thing is a gimmick or not, but I'm going to include Leva Bates. It's not. <laughs> She's what? not a She's going to show up dressed up as a smart person. What are you talking I don't know. It could have been her real life job. Oh, dear. Um. Okay. <laughs> uh, was that your three, or did you have an extra yeah, one? Yeah, no, I'll okay. stick with them. Stick wow. with them. What about you, Sarah? So I have two, and I'm torn on the third. So I'm going for kind of vibes, but also secretly could potentially be smart. Okay. Um, Chuck Taylor. Hmm. Orange Cassidy. Okay. I'm not going with Trent because Trent is stupid. Like, mm-hmm. he, like, <laughs> he actively is incredibly stupid. So I'm really stuck for a third as to kind of fitting the vibe of the team. Gargano could be all right. Definitely for pop culture. 
Very yeah. annoying, oh, though. God. Very yeah. Annoying. Oh my god. And definitely. All right, ladies and gentlemen, round six, uh, Funko no. Pop special editions. All right. No. Oh. You do all right in that too, Barry. <laughs> uh, no, I wouldn't. No. Like, do I just stick within like the AW universe and go like Statlander? They were very okay. fun on the floors, lava. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. actually, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll go with Statlander. Okay. I will go for uh, no more BS. Paul White. <laughs> um, I think he, he seems like a he seems like a clever guy. And you'd be able to cheat within the vape cloud. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting my phone out. <laughs> I've used him like a Pokemon. Big show. Use cloud. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, I would take the Stinger. Um, because he's been around the block. Um, yeah but he'd be good if there's any kind of like religious round do you know what i mean he's like uh the if the announcer at the pub is like all right according to psalm 16 and sting starts rubbing his hands together what's my favorite psalm i love it um and it's a bit the 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 group's getting a bit old so i might need a youngster to kind of bring the age down someone that i can so i might uh uh johnny hungy imagine Um, seeing sorry what a quartet Imagine walking to the pub and seeing that. Yeah. What, me, Johnny Hungy, Sting, and, and, and the Big Show walk into a bar. Yeah. I feel like Johnny Hungy's a real bimbo. Yeah. Yeah, same. <laughs> same. Well, you gotta, have, you gotta have some laughs. You gotta have some laughs, you know. I like that scenario that sort of seems like it was just a dark elevation taping and you just happen to end up in a a pub quiz the ne- next door or something. Yeah. <laughs> Oh dear. Those are our teams anyway. Thank you, Sween Dog, for the question. Greatly appreciate it as always. And that's that's Curious Gorilla for this episode. Great round of questions. Thank you, everyone. Those are great. Thank Thanks, you. everybody. So that wraps up our show for this month. As I said earlier, we'll be back for Jason Takes PWG. In the meantime, if you'd like to send us any questions, our username on Twitter is at Gorilla Islands. We haven't defected to Mastodon or Hive yet. No. But if we do, we'll let you know. Um, our email is grillisland at gmail.com. My personal Twitter is at Zig on the Rocks. Sarah's is. At Sarah Plan. Emma's is. At O underscore Emma G. And Barry's is. At the Barry Lad. And we will catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.